This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Listening to the Voices of Wrestling podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. X out, go listen to some boring podcast where they're, where they're afraid of their own shadow. Okay? Don't listen to Joe Lanza because Joe Lanza's not changing. And Rich Craig. <laughs> who delivers this guy in a big spot? Joe, don't yell at me. Like in, the, in the big spot, who delivers better than this guy? Joe, stop yelling at me. I agree. And we are live here on the Voice Wrestling Flagship Podcast. I'm Rich Krejci, alongside, as always, the King of Banter, Mr. Joe Lanza. Joe, Xfinity Strikes Again. You got to cheer up, buddy. <laughs> you can't, I can't even begin to like let you know the amount of time I waste every single fucking week with these guys. The chats, the calls. The I, I can't even begin to describe to you how much time I waste on a weekly basis with this guy. A fucking tech came over this week. I had to do fucking small talk while this asshole's plucking away. And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, no, yeah, yeah, no. It's the, you know, moving this wire, this wire, fucking around on his phone. Okay, yeah, you should be good. I go to the house. Yeah, it's good. Okay, cool. Thanks. Boom. Fucking Thursday at 7 o'clock, it goes to shit. <laughs> like, two hours of that guy coming over. I did eight chats yesterday. I've done six calls. Oh, it's COVID. We'll call you back. Oh, you know, oh, no, we can't We can't take calls right now, but we'll call you back. How does Sunday at 6.30 on uh, a.m. sound? Yeah, perfect. Fine. Fucking call me then. Perfect. Let's do it. Eh, we go back and forth. Eh, it's fine. Okay, we're good. Let's go again. Yay. All right. Seven on a Thursday. Boom. It's utter shit. Eight o'clock on a Thursday. It's back to being good now. You know? Let it out. Let it all out. <laughs> Just, I, I'm wasting so out. much time with this. I'm just I'm at a loss. What do you guys want me to do? That that's the next call I'm gonna have is like I don't care. Whatever. You want me to pay eight hundred dollars a month for fucking internet? I'll pay eight hundred dollars a month for fucking internet then I guess. If that's what it needs to be. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I've just the amount of time I've wasted on this. Didn't Every you week. Pro- didn't you provide proof that it was yes. fine all day long? <laughs> yes. Like I, I got them. Like I they know like I got them. I did, I did a testing. I have a screenshot. I have a YouTube video of my screen showing everything fine at 7. Boom, everything goes down. <laughs> oh, that just must be scheduled maintenance in your area every week. <laughs> Thursday, 7 p.m. Central Time. They're, They're scheduled maintenance in this area where I live only. That's, that's, that's perfect. Thanks, guys. Awesome. You need to, you need to lawyer up. <sighs> Dude. Go after them. <laughs> That always sounds like a good idea, you know what I mean? But, like, do I really want to lawyer up against Xfinity? I don't know if that's going to go well. You're letting big internet bully you. They, they've, they've fucking won. I told you, they've won. I'm done. They've won. They got me. <laughs> I'm done. It's working fine now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 8 o'clock comes. Shit works perfectly fine, so. You're coming through loud and clear? I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> it's just so frustrating. If we didn't have paying customers, obviously I wouldn't care. But it's it's I, I care about those folks. So I don't know. I got a four year old over here. She gets upset. I tell her, "Take your breaths. Just take your <laughs> breaths." 
deep in, deep out. You know, it'll, it takes you down a level. Take your breaths, uh, Rich. There you go. See, it feels good. Take your breaths. Yeah, yeah. So I can calm down and talk about Thunderdome. <laughs> the Thunderdome. That's right. <laughs> I want to add a Thunderdome tier. Yeah, yeah. We're going to definitely do that. Um, yeah. I'd love nothing more than to see all of our listeners' ugly faces peering down on me while we do this podcast the whole time. Man. You know? They're probably Probably. jerking it, you know, (laughs) there's buttholes everywhere. Like, like how bad would they be? Yeah, they would be terrible, right? I feel like this is a bad 80s movie where we switched bodies. This is some nasty content coming out of you. I'm fired up. Yeah, I'm fucking fired up. Yeah, you got, you're you're talking to a kid. I hear you, you know, you know, discussing, you know, with, with your daughter. You're saying, oh, hey, you know, what's going on? You're talking to your wife. You're having a good old time. And I'm just here. I'm like, Joe, are you ready? You're like, yeah, sure. Okay, honey. (laughs) Good night. Bye. Like. Thanks for buying me dinner. Okay, you know, telling the kids bye, and then, yeah, and then here I come, just fucking screaming. I just, you know, I try to, I, I try to stay cool, you know. Yes, they call Joe me Lanza, Mr. Cool, That's the, right. man who, the man who never flies off the handle, Mr. Never. Joe Lanza. Yeah, the man who. I, I take my breaths. You know? <laughs> right, right. What you're, yeah, something you're obviously always known for is. is... You know, decorum. Remaining, and, <laughs> that's right. right. Remaining calm in all scenarios. And right. Not overreacting. None of that. We're going to talk about an irony wrestling show where the irony is that it's a good wrestling show. I can't wait. Are you, are you implying I'm going to fly off the handle? Um, eh, Maybe. If there's a point in the show where you will, that's that's definitely one of them. Where the wink, wink, nudge, nudge is this show is going to be good. Which is... It's just I mean, chef's it's... kiss. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about it. I just said hello to everybody when they came home. I don't know why they're all over. No, me no, no. I'm saying no. I'm saying you're being a nice person. You're you're, yeah. you're you're the docile home, you know, Joe Lanza here, homeboy Joe Lanza. Just like hi, how's it going? All right, you're home. Cool. I did the laundry. That sort of stuff. Not to not to you know break the shell there, but you know you're you know the wife's saying, oh, I bought you food. Okay, cool. I'll eat it later. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> how was your day? Yeah. How oh. was your day? We go live, and I'm just like ah, da da da. I feel bad for the nurse. Thank God the nurse hasn't come yet. Yeah, the dogs are looking at me weird. She'll just give it right back to you. Though. Yeah, that's the that's the problem. Yeah, you, know, you don't stand a chance. Well, that's and like people always tell me like, oh, you're uh, you're, you're married to a nurse, so like you know, if like if say I like roll my ankle playing basketball or whatever, I feel sick. They're like, oh, you're married to a nurse that should help. I'm like, no, that's not how it goes. I go, yeah, I roll my ankle. And she goes, oh, I put some guy's heart back in his body, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, I had somebody die in my hands today. I'm like, yeah, I guess Michael's okay. It's not too bad. I put a man's heart back in his body. <laughs> right. Jeez. It's like, hi, my scrubs are covered in blood and feces, and I just gave 190 people COVID tests today. How are you? I'm like, oh. Ankle's kind of <laughs> sore, but that's okay. I'll get over it. I'll get ice. There's ice in the house. I'll find that. You know? like, don't breathe on me, please. <laughs> right, yeah. Go in the other room and... and you know. <laughs> Take take your COVID to another room, please. I don't want no part of that. Somehow she has uh, not gotten it. We, we can't believe it. Um, she gets tested uh, every single week, and I, I'm just because she is like knee deep in it. <laughs> like if anybody should get it, it should be her. I thought for sure. We've had family I mean, members get it and stuff, and yeah, she's she's fine. I mean, I got my own theories on that, but I'll yeah, keep them to myself. That's fine. You know, I feel like it's not as bad as some people say, and it's way worse than the down players say. That's what I feel. Somewhere about. in between, I think is probably fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really don't think it's like you just instantly get it. 
you know, in the presence of someone with it. I mean, look at the, look at these sports teams. These guys get them on these baseball teams, and then like no one else gets it. You know what I mean? Like, how is that possible? They're in the locker room together. They're sweating on each other. They're high fiving. Your wife is testing people daily. Never gets it. You know, so it's like. But at the same time, you have to disregard the dopes who think it's a hoax and think right, right. There's somewhere, it. there's somewhere in between. But we as a society can't do that anymore. <laughs> no, we can't. No, it has to be total extremes. Yeah, it either doesn't exist and it's just a liberal, you know, agenda, or it's the worst thing in the world and nobody needs to ever leave the house ever again. So right, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and I so, think it's somewhere in between. Um, but I, I tend to think it's somewhere. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know, maybe that's just me. Um, but listen, because of the COVID, we now have the Thunderdome. Yes. This is utterly ridiculous. I hope everybody listening has now seen the, uh, they did a, a, a test screening, I guess. What would they call it? Like a, a dress rehearsal or something like that today uh, of the Thunderdome. Our very own Joe Gagne was one of the members of the Thunderdome, but they didn't, uh, they didn't put him on the screen though. Cause I mean, he's not exactly Brad Pitt. So I think, you know. Jeez, <laughs> they saw Joe Gagne. We're like, ah, <laughs> wait in the holding cell there, pal. <laughs> we'll get you up here eventually. So now um, I know why the nurse is always all over you. <laughs> <laughs> I love Joe. Joe's the best. You, you, you are. Just, it's not secretly sassy anymore. No, just no, I'm done with that sassy. shit. Yeah, that shit's done. That was pre-COVID. I don't give a shit anymore. So, um. No, but so so our very own Joe Gagne was in there. He was able to give us some uh, first-hand thoughts for some other people, some other media members as well that were in the Thunderdome. And uh, if you have not seen the screenshots or the pictures of the Thunderdome, please do so uh, as we describe it. But Joe, what a fucking ridiculous – like it is – it is every – I love this company now. I, I've now turned – like similar to like Randy Orton, I, I've now I think turned the corner on WWE and I think it's awesome because they're so utterly ridiculous and so bad at everything that they do. That it, I think I'm kind of finding it funny again, you know. I'm not. I'm not even like remotely upset. I think it's so fucking ridiculous that they took an idea that's pretty, pretty working pretty well. I'd say for the NBA, the NBA has this video wall. It's back in the corner. You barely see it. You kind of they cut to it every so often. They you see it in the background when guys are shooting free throws. You know, sometimes when they do a close up, you see a few fans in the background. But that's it. It's not a central part of the the the, the game. The game can exist without you know the video board. If the video board went away or it malfunctioned, it would be no difference to the, the you know. The, the, the game whatsoever. So WWE decides, ah, that's not a bad idea. Let's make it the entire fucking arena. And let's have it be the hard cam. So as you're watching a wrestling show, you're met with lights from like 7,000 spotlights in the Amway Center and a video wall of a bunch of dopey old men's faces. Uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> what? it's, I mean, I don't think it looked terrible from certain angles i think it, it at least freshens up the show because the wwe shows i mean obviously the atmosphere is horrendous and even the planted pc people are like losing energy oh they you suck now that? the planted they, fans are terrible now this this week's nxt they couldn't muster anything at all there's like three people clapping for adam cole when he comes out it's just like, yeah they're just losing energy what's the same? like imagine those people are like i mean how many times are you gonna use caden carter like you know caden carter's gotta go home <laughs> King Carter needs to eat. King yeah. Carter, hey, come here again for the ninth show this week. Like, oh, God. Like... So, I mean, I think it will freshen things up. And like all of the other gimmicks they do, I think it'll pop, you know, whatever is considered popping a number these days for a week. Um, 
But as we all know, it's not the core problem. The core problem is not the presentation. It's a small part of the problem. And I mean, the show stinks, which is why after a week or two of people of this novelty wearing off, it'll, you know, the same thing happened with the Raw Underground. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Nobody how- talks, I mean, the, the banter, the week to week banter about Raw Underground is dead. That first yeah. week, everybody was talking about it. The second week, a few people were talking about it. Third week, the only talk is, hey, no one's talking about the Raw Underground anymore. It's just, it's, it's done now. Yeah, it's exactly what we predicted, that the first night it would pop a little bit of a number, and it did. And the second week, it would be down. And all those demos it was up in the first week, none of those people came back the second week, just like we said would happen. And now, like you're saying, it's like just an, another part of the bad show now. Because people are like, well, where's it going? There's like no story. They mm-hmm. just cut to Shane McMahon. Yeah, going, Woo! All right, baby, let's go. <laughs> yeah, they got this, rid of the. This week's was great as as uh, my boy uh, Huas and uh, who was he against? I forget who he was against. Uh, but essentially, they rolled out of the not the ring, whatever you want to call it, the mat. And Shane just went, yeah, baby, nice, and just moved on. Like it wasn't even the match didn't end. The fight didn't end. They just rolled away, and he went, oh, nice job, guys, nice job, guys. And then it ended. I was like, oh. It's yeah. I, I was mean, kind of enjoying that, but okay, that's fine. <laughs> they would have been wise to set up a storyline the first week when everybody was watching, but they yeah, didn't so do did that. Did I miss anything? Like they have never explained what this actually is, right? No, I mean it's just wrestlers. <laughs> right. You know, wrestlers drop in and decide they want to shoot fight. You know, and it's like <laughs> Dolph Ziggler was there one week. And yeah, but I like, guess, how is Shane McMahon like, commandeered a room in every, like, it, <laughs> whatever? Why am I applying logic? I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. It's I'm like, so, so now the point here is that now meat doesn't mean anything because they didn't ever do anything with it. It's just kind of there. Like, the big thing week one was the show ended with MVP and, and, and Lashley and uh, uh, Shelton just kind of like, they beat everybody up and just the show faded to black and it's like then they haven't done a story over the next two so the same thing's going to happen with thunderdome i mean people are going to be curious about it i'm sure the numbers will be slightly up but it's the same terrible wrestling shows that nobody was watching before the core problem isn't being addressed or hasn't been addressed yet and i have no confidence it will be addressed because why would you have any confidence it's going to be addressed um they need a total tear down and restart and uh, I don't think they're equipped to do it. Um, you know, Bruce Pritchard's not equipped to do it. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the, these gimmicks, I don't think it, you know, I saw some people who really liked the way it looked. I saw some people mocking it. I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't think it looked atrocious. It looks really bad with the hard cam because you just have a sea of lit up faces. Yeah, that that is going to be, they're going to struggle with that a lot. Like, honestly, what they should do, and hopefully, again, this was a dress rehearsal, so maybe they'll come back and, and have some feedback or whatever. What they should do is, again, like I said with the NBA, the NBA main camera, you barely, barely, I think you maybe get a little sliver of, of that video board available to you. And that's, I mean, they, so essentially they had the Amway Center. They put video boards all around the ring or whatever, all around the, the, the hard cam side of the ring, and that's fine. Like, But what I think what you should do is and and maybe some fans are are not going to like it because they're in the corners or whatever but like the main hard cam should be whatever you want it to be have it say smackdown on it have it say SummerSlam on it have it show the re- you know su- if you want to use that video board for something that's fine i have no issue with that video board existing behind the the, the hard cam but the fact that that video board hard cam is just 70s pe- 70 people's faces is like all going to be moving around like the, the, the optics of it are going to be just mind-boggling <laughs> just like literally seizure inducing at, at this point when, when they're cutting yeah. around and doing all this sort of stuff because on the nba games 
there the NBA hard cam, you're not you don't even see the right. You see you see a sliver kind of barely. Yeah, it, 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 from it, a lot of the angles, you don't see you don't see it at all. Right, right. But with this, it's constantly in your face, especially the hard angle, the hard cam angle they were using today. It was just this bright lit up sea of fate. They've they've got to adjust that. Maybe raise them up to where, like the NBA has it. If people can, you know, want to flip on, if the people listening live want to flip on ESPN, I think there's a game on ESPN right this second. You can see what I'm talking about. The yeah. hard cam is sort of below the level of the virtual fans. And every now and then it pans up or, you know, commercial bumpers they'll show them or free throws like you're saying. The WWE deal, it's just constantly in your face. And I feel like I want to see it in practice because I feel like that can end up being a distraction if they don't make adjustments. But they might make adjustments because, like you said, this was kind of a test run. Um but I thought some of the wide shots looked good. Yes, and that's why I'm saying I think if you, if you want to do that, maybe you have the crowd on those other sides. You know, I, I, you know when, yeah. when you cut to a, a close up, you see the crowd on the side there, or I, you know. But just yeah, to have it in the hard cam is, is just going to be way too distracting. It it because you're going to have people. And the other thing as well is is you know we're, we're going to have people reacting, we're going to have people you know clapping or cheering or whatever. That shit's going to be delayed. There's going to be lag. There's going to be there's there's so many things that can go wrong with having a video wall of 70 people as the central background of all of your wrestling. Like there there's just a lot that can go wrong there that I don't love. The beauty of it is if it fucks up or malfunctions, you can blame Retribution. Yeah, yeah, the Fiend. You just put the Fiend's face on there and go, oh, my God, the Fiend. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, if it, No, if no, it fuck- 100%. That's got to be on the good. sheet. As Michael yeah. Cole says, if the video boards fuck up, they'll cut everyone's feed and just say, ah, oh, Retribution's at it again. Like, right, exactly. It's good. It's just, smart. It's smart, yeah. You know, if you have that out, you know, you could just say that, you know, and they should be taught to say that if something goes wrong with it. Um, you have to wonder if retribution's in the building, Cole. You know, just throw that out there, and then, then it covers your own ass. But um, look, they do a good job of production. I don't expect it to go poorly, but I, I just don't know if you know. It, it, who cares? I mean, at the end of the day, we know what their core problem is. If they think that this is going to fix everything, they're wrong. I mean, it, it's the shows are bad. Yeah, it's a band aid you know? on, on, on the systemic issues. And it's yet another short-sighted thing that'll pop a number one time, maybe pop a little bit of talk. People talk about it for a week, and then it'll go away. I mean, we, we've we we how many times have we gone through this exact same thing since fucking April at this point with the cinematic matches? And we were here saying, well, people are talking about it now, but they're going to get really bored of them soon, and they're going to roll, roll their eyes about them now. And now we have at SummerSlam presumably another one of these that everyone's going to roll their eye, uh, eyes at and and think suck, except for the the fine folks at Squared Circle. Uh, uh, the Reddit, though, those guys will love it, but um, yeah, it's just it's 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 band aid on top of band aid on top of band aid on top of band aid while you're you know bleeding out. It's just you know whatever. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I it's, mean, I, it's I, ridiculous I, enough where I, I'm actually like I I can't get upset about it now because they're just so fucking ridiculous that I'm actually looking forward to seeing just how ridiculous it is. Look, I don't blame them for wanting to change it up because it was getting really stale and it wasn't helping. I do think running all of the shows out of that same dry building with the dry atmosphere with the same look wasn't helping. And it was hurting to a degree. But as I've stated over and over again, I do not think it's the it's the core issue. So uh, maybe it'll help a little. Uh, it, it, it can't hurt. It, at least they're thinking outside the box and, and trying to mix it up. 
Honestly, I don't think it'll be too long before they could have real fans. We'll get into a topic later on, sort of in that direction. Um, so if this can get them through the next couple of months before they can, I mean, they're they're still actively trying to find ways to sell tickets. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's in, that's that. got it. That's in that contract in the Amway Center. It has to be. Yeah. Or I mean, the Amway Center was just the backup plan because you know they couldn't find a facility or an outdoor venue or whatever the case may be anywhere that was willing to, uh, you know, house SummerSlam, they may still be looking. Uh, but the Amway Center may have been the backup or may have always been the choice to move the television to so they could do this gimmick. Um, but I, I don't blame them for trying to make changes, and I don't blame them for trying this. Uh, you know, it, you can't keep doing the same things over and over. So, you know, they, they started off with the empty building. That wasn't working. They put the planted fans in there. That worked for a little while but then wore out its welcome and they're running out of energy so now they're trying this i, I you know that, that that's fine I, I don't mind them trying different things because these are obviously strange and unusual circumstances and now we're, are we going to get we're getting this for SummerSlam and takeover right this is going to be the first what's the Ye- first it's going to be the tv the first take, right yeah so smackdown this week will have it takeover is not going to have it takeover is staying at full sale for the time oh that's game. right Forgot yeah about that. and then SummerSlam, the thunderdome will be a, a in, in full display at SummerSlam as well. So so we get it for SmackDown. We're getting it for SmackDown? Yes. We're getting it for SummerSlam, and we're getting it for Raw, and then away we go. Right, and then I, I think, yeah, everything but NXT is going to be in the Thunderdome for now. Yeah, they're in the Amway Center, you know, you know um, from this point moving forward, for all of their main roster TV and pay-per-views and whatnot, correct? At least correct. for the... yes. Okay, so... Um, yeah, and I mean, it'll give NXT a different feel than the main roster shows again, so everything doesn't feel so samey. I, I really can't rip them for trying. No, I mean, it, it's, you know it's, I, I think there's a way to do I really do hope that they, you know, look at it and say, okay, there's, there's probably ways we can do this better. Maybe we don't need to fill every inch of this video board with someone's face. Because uh, I think there's a way to really do this and make it look really cool. Uh, but I just hope that, yeah, they, they do that versus, um, you know, <laughs> what, what I think they're probably going to do, which is just make it so fucking bright and so many cuts and so many things happening that your, your eyeballs just, you know, glaze over, but, uh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what they end up doing. So, yeah. Um, I forgot the point I was going to make. I probably wasn't important. <laughs> you want to, you want to go over these, uh, these weekend shows? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I got one eye. I got one eye on this Reds game, and I lost my train of thought. Um, but who cares? There's probably something about Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out this weekend what's going to go on uh, with, uh, with with Thunderdome. We didn't we didn't talk about this either, but uh, SummerSlam, uh, obviously Sunday. You, are you going to be around? You going to watch that show live? Uh yes, I am. Hmm. I might watch it live as well. So, Patreon.com/slash Voice Wrestling for any uh, when we make that official official. Probably should have mentioned that to you before when we were on the line for well, an I, hour I guess, and 15 minutes, but... I guess I'm doing a live uh, reaction I mean, show. if you want. I mean, I, I, hell, I, I, if Comcast lets me do it, they probably will. They don't care about Sundays at 10. You know, they don't give a shit about that, so... I'm being teased with boobs as we speak, by the Interesting. way. Interesting. Not mine, yeah. either. We're not on a video chat, so it's no. better... Be, nicer boobs than mine, I'm sure. Well, better be six grand. But... <laughs> TLB waltzing down the stairs... In the robe and then disrobes. Wow, this this is, this happens a lot, man. You get a you because know. she 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 you know because she knows I'm on the air. Yeah, live she's trying to distract you. Yeah, and she's trying to you know be a wise guy over here with the boobies. But uh, you know, 
It's appreciated, I'm sure, right? Alex and I don't have any problem. With <laughs> right. Movies gonna... and, and other things that we, we can't get into. Uh, maybe third hour. My, my goodness. Um, yeah, exactly. It's it's. Do it, you see why I'm losing my train of thought over here? I got the Reds Smile. game on. Well, there you go. We've we've now got... switched it. We you're back to being yourself, and I'm back to being myself. That's good. There was a it's a brief moment there where I was ranting and raving and swearing and stuff, and you were a good family man, but that's now changed. So we're back to we're at old school. So that's good. Correct. Um, what were you going to talk about? I don't, are you all right? You, you, can you do the show or are you done? I'm fine. You hey, can go take care of business if you want. I can handle this. Are those my wings? Yeah, just leave, <laughs> just leave them on the, the – st- I got wings. I got tits. I got yeah, baseball. You're, yeah, dude, if you this want, you stop. I'll do the rest of the show. You, you got a nice yeah. night going there. She, you hear that? She said, I take care of my man. You Look hear at that? that. Look at that. There you go. Wow. Um, what were we talking about here now? I got <laughs> you. Tell me when you're ready. I'll, I'll. I'm ready. I got okay. You got the boobs are gone. In a commercial, the boobs are upstairs. Good, perfect. Okay. And the wing situation for when the show is over is all settled. Fantastic. So. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll get we'll get the show over as quick as possible so you can get the wings and the boobs and you know. I got to do the boobs first because if I do the wings first, I'm gonna have to. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't want your bre- your terrible. You're gonna burp in her face and shit. Yeah, Stinky gonna... wing breath. Yeah, and then, yeah. So it's and plus it's gonna come right out of my asshole like fire. <laughs> so I gotta eat the wings. After this, I have to have sex and then eat wings. Yeah, okay. But listen, there's not going to be any sex. Well, good luck on the sex. Oh, yeah. She'll be in bed. She'll be snoring by the time you get there, right? She's going to be sleeping in 45 minutes. <laughs> that's what happens. With, yeah, that's what happens. That's why I said, like, my post-flagships are nurse comes home, I wave hi, she eats something, I go into the bed, she's snoring and hugging both the dogs. So it's just like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting, I, I get yeah, a, I get I, yelled I, at when I come into the room because I wake her up. So, yeah, that's. I get a boob and thong reveal now, but she'll be asleep in 45 minutes. So it's, it, you know, boobs and thongs holding up wings. It's like, what am I? This is like, you know, fantasy scenario, but I'm saying you can go handle that if you want. I, I can, I can talk, I can talk Pat McAfee, you know, listen, I am here to break down Mandy Rose, Sonia Deville, hair versus hair. <laughs> we I'm shall committed. do that. Actually, let's start. Let's start. Let's do. Let's start with takeover first. Let's do takeover first before we can, take over before yeah. the SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. That's you know chronologically, it makes sense to do it that way. So, uh, is it going to bother your? Is it going to bother your sensibilities yes. if we don't do it chronologically? Yes. Yeah, it would. Okay. I, I mean, understand. we can if you want. You can make me more. No, it's today, not. But, Listen, you know. I don't want to look. You're already on edge. <laughs> I'm on edge. Look, let me have this. <laughs> you're you're already on edge. I clearly have a great night ahead of me. So. <laughs> Reds are winning. I got wings waiting for me. Boobies. Everything. So, um, I feel like it's the first hour of the show, so I should be saying boobies. But I could just say tits, right? Nah, boobies are good for the first hour, I think, for advertiser purposes, you know. Well, okay. No, nobody sponsored this show. No. Call them tits. Yeah. There's no You're sponsor. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Tits. Call them tits. Yeah, call them tits. They're titties. Um, so, listen, I don't want to drive you further into insanity, so we'll just do TakeOver first. All right. It's no problem. Let's do NXT TakeOver XXX. <laughs> Let's get our mind out of the gutter. Talking about NXT yeah. TakeOver XXX here. Uh, we are yes. not going to be doing a live show during this. I, I think I'll have better things to do on my Saturday night. Than... Back in the day, I didn't have anything better to do on Saturday nights than watch NXT TakeOvers. But, you know, these days, I'd rather just stare at the sun or something. Um, all right. Uh, pre-show match. Pre-show. We have a pre-show match on a TakeOver. Uh, well, I here's wonder... the thing, too, Rich. you got to pump the brakes because we'll have nothing to talk about next week if we do live reaction <laughs> No, shows. exactly. Exactly. So, you know. Uh, so we got you know, to save something for the, for the ship. Yes. So, okay. So there's a pre-show match here, which um, 
I'm guessing for the first time in, in the 38 takeovers that we've had, uh, there's a match on the pre-show uh, that will be airing, you know, live and trimmed. I'm sure it has absolutely nothing to do, zero to do with the fact that AEW will be running at the same time, right? Complete coincidence, as always. Total, total coincidence. Total coincidence. But the uh... look, as Triple H said on the call, he worries about <laughs> NXT. He worries about NXT. He he doesn't worry about kid touchers on his roster. No. He doesn't worry about uh, quickly slipping demographics. All he worries about is NXT. It's all that matters. How much longer is he going to do these calls? Do you think they're over? Yeah, they're going to be close to over. I heard, I heard, you know, highlights from this call and, and and some bits and pieces from this call, and it's like, yeah. But before they used to be, I don't, you probably remember these. And we used to hear them all the time, and they'd pop up on you know uh, different audio feeds or whatever. But yeah, twenty of these calls ago, it's like, hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> like, how you doing? And you know, yeah, we have some great shows. You know, Kevin, uh, you know, Kevin Owens is going to be facing Sami Zayn. Like, he's just excited now. He's just like, yeah, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just like. The the excitement level has plummeted, and the answers are just like one word answers. Move on. No, I don't have an answer. No, I don't know. Yeah, they're. I, I think they're 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 not long for this world. The uh, Triple H conference well, calls. So they're starting to ask some real questions. Yeah, too. right, right. You know, so you know, and we'll see. Yeah, there's if, no fruit uh, baskets. The days of fruit baskets are over. It, it appears. So who is it? Jason Powell. Yeah, Jason. Credit to. Standing ovation for Jason Powell, by the way, doing some real journalism on that call, asking about the Velveteen Dream thing, being told, no, we don't have anything about that, we investigated, there's nothing more, move on, next next question. And then nobody else asking another question about Velveteen Dream. Yeah, Rich, I've been on these kind of calls, and as you know, the wrestling media is an absolute disaster. I mean, it's a dumpster fire. It's, you know, a bunch of people who are, it's a total clown show, a bunch of amateurs, you know, uh, you know working for these uh, terrible websites. Nobody ever asks a decent question, so uh, it, it's it's even uh, even more kudos to Powell for having some balls and asking a real question on on this one because I've been on these things and the questions are always just absolutely. Yeah, what match are you looking forward to most on Sunday? <laughs> you know, like yeah, nothing anybody ever cares about. Right. I mean, but... you know, so. Um, it's interesting to see if they'll if they'll have them back. I mean, you, you know, the thing is, you're you're never going to get it. Like, what what do you expect Triple H to say to a question like that? Of course, he's going to dodge it, but that's his problem. Yeah, you, you got to ask it. You got to ask. You got to ask it, and then let him look like the fool. You know what I mean? You can't not ask it and have you look like the fool. You got to right, at least right. attempt. You have to at least attempt to do a solid job when right. you're on these calls. Yeah, and that's why I think, like, you know, Jason's question was, was fantastic, too, because he didn't just say, hey, what's the latest on Velveteen Dream or whatever, and then Triple H go, oh, we investigated, there's nothing more. He said, I, you know... Specifics. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the quote in front of me exactly, but, you know, or verbatim or whatever, but one of the, you know, person that accused Velveteen Dream claims that they were never contacted. So did you do an actual... Did you do a thorough investigation? Did you... And, and that right there, that you have evidence, you have yeah. something, you have something... That you, so now he looks like an absolute dope by being like, yeah, we investigated, and, and no, move next, I'm the next question. Which is a totally... So again, credit to Jason for asking, adding that part to the question, because yeah, the, it's a totally different question if you say, what's the latest on Dream? And then Triple H goes, oh, we looked into it, and there's nothing. Okay, we're done then. You, you know what I mean? Like, then there's no need for follow-up. There's no need... But, you know, Jason's saying, hey, look, one of the accusers was never contacted, so, you know... Did you actually investigate? And then, you know, so yeah, credit to him for sure. And I, and I should say, like, I I half get it. 
and it's one of the big issues with these calls, and it's the big issues with wrestling media in general, is the fact that a lot of these people, their lifeblood is this access, and they're so fucking worried about losing this access, so they can't have, you know, dopey headlines, you know, Triple H says Karrion Cross versus Keith Lee will be the surprise match of the weekend, or, like... They, they need those headlines so badly that they don't want to lose this access. They don't want to lose these things. So they don't stick their necks out and ask these types of questions for fear that WWE is going to say, that guy can't come back next time and he's not coming back again. But, you know, good on Jason. I, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, you know, if enough people do this, you can't just hide from it. You can stop doing these calls altogether. But, you know, in sports well, media. They'll, do. They'll, they'll, kick, they'll kick people like that off and, they, and, they'll just, and, they'll, and they'll stop doing the calls because for years they didn't acknowledge the media at all. So it's like, look, we, we've, we've been invited to these sorts of things for other companies or whatnot. And on rare occasion, we do one. But a lot of times when we get the invites, I don't do them because I know I don't have any decent questions. Like if I don't have any decent questions that I think our listener base – or our readership would care about, I don't go on the call. Right. Because I'm not interested in asking kayfabe questions or shit that no one cares about or just asking a question for the sake of asking a question. So a lot of times we don't even go on the calls. You know, there was an impact call a few months ago where I felt like there was some – it was right when they moved to Anthem and I thought that there were some interesting things that we could ask. You know, Scott Demore was on that call. So I went on that call and I I asked him like three decent questions. But like a lot of times – it's like, well, I don't have a question about uh, Slammiversary because there's really nothing going on that our listenership is really going to care about because our listenership doesn't care about kayfabe questions. So we just blow it off. But a lot of these outlets, like you're saying, you know, their lifeblood are these, you know, dopey headlines of, you know, kayfabe stuff. And, you know, you see these sites, uh, you know, tweets as headlines all day long. If you look on your Twitter feed, it's just tweets as headlines. Uh, so-and-so said this about so-and-so, and you click the article, and it's just a tweet. You know, that's not what we do. That's not what I ever want to do, even though we'd make a lot more money doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's why I have to fucking go to bed in, in, in four hours so that I can, you know, get up in, in six hours. Yeah, that, that's why I have to punch a fucking clock every day because I won't yeah. sell my soul to do that shit. But, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm glad. You know, some days I'm you glad. <laughs> and a lot of these people, let's be honest, a lot of them are probably just marks and want to talk to Triple H sure. from a lot of these. Yeah, sites. and they know that too. Again, the wrestlers know that, yeah. and and it's 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 something. It's a, it's it's somewhat unique to to pro wrestling, I would say, because you don't get that in sports. Yeah, I, I've done sports journalism. I've I've talked to professional athletes. I've talked to coaches. I've talked, and it's never nobody ever really has that starstruck. I don't know what happened. For some reason, you kind of lose it in, in sports journalism. I don't know how or why or what happens, but you just kind of, you know, and, and there's times where you're like, you, you get an interview and you're like, oh, that's really cool. Like, you know, on, on Over and Back, we talked to, you know, Bob Ryan once, and I thought that was really cool. We talked to Bernard King once, and I thought that was super cool. Dr. J, we talked about. The Dr. J one, that, that's one where I was just like, holy fuck, we're talking to Dr. J. But, like, yeah, at the end of the yeah. day, it's not like, you know, that's Dr. fucking J we're talking about. You know what I mean? I'm allowed to be a little, you know, hyped up about Dr. J, but, like, it's just. It, 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 for some reason, it, it just kind of knocks out. It, it, sports journalists rarely are that way. They rarely not, are just in awe of the person they're talking to. But wrestling jur- journalists, quote unquote, are. And I, I don't exactly you know, know why. why. Well, it's because they're not journalists. That's just probably it. They're you know they're, they're, headline they're writers. Twi- they're twenty-two-year-old kids working for you know uh, scoops with a Z. It, 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 they're not journalists. So you know it, it, that's why that's exa- that's the exact. Now listen, don't let sports journalists off the hook because they ask terrible questions too. oh no they're real bad and it drives me nuts and i say the same thing you know i watch these you know post-game press conferences every night with the manager of my favorite baseball team 
and 90% of the questions are vapid bullshit that don't even waste your time asking it. Like, if, like I'd rather you not ask him anything than ask the manager how to feel the win today. Like, nobody cares. You're going to get the same stock generic answer you got last night. Why are you even asking that? Because you have to justify your job. And you have to put something in that game story. And if you're not, uh, you know, if, if you're not talented enough to come up with interesting questions, maybe you shouldn't have the job. So it's, it's, it's just, I think it's just something that overall in all of sports journalism, people are just bad at it. They don't know the interesting angles to approach things. and They don't know the questions to ask. And in some cases they're afraid to ask the questions that like you're saying might lose them access. Mm -hmm. Jason Powell was not afraid to ask a question that might lose him access. And he, he knew that that might possibly lose him access and he might, but he still had the guts to ask it. And whoever went after him and didn't have follow-ups when Triple H basically said, I don't want to talk about it anymore, let's talk about something else, they should all be ashamed of themselves. That should have been your first clue to ask another yes, question. Yeah, that should have – that saying that to a group of, of – supposed journalists or supposed Who the reporters fuck are you to tell them what to ask yeah that was my my light turns on and i go oh we are that's it we're that's all we're talking about now you know if 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 i you know did it was doing a game story and a coach said yeah i don't want to talk about that yeah you know i'm sorry that's now the rest of my questions because something's going on here something's happening here something's a little weird here let's let's talk let's investigate this a little bit more that you know telling me Could don't you? talk about it anymore that means i'm pushing you man don't say that yeah you know answer Especially the question and, 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 you know, you do a better job answering the question and, and, you know, yourself sort of moving on, but telling people to move on, telling people to not ask you anymore. No, 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 yeah. absolutely not. I mean, that showed that he was on his heels, you know, and, and, and he gave his PR answer, but someone should have followed up and made him come up with another one or, you know, slip up and say something. So I don't know, but, uh, uh pro wrestling.net by the way, is where Jason Powell writes. So give a little credit to his outlet too, for. You know, allowing yeah. him to do that and, and stand out and, and you know make a name here. But all right, let's talk about uh, TakeOver XXX. So again, number one contenders match, uh, complete accident that there's doing a live pre-show here. Um, your guys, Legato Del Fantasma, Brizango, and then Birch and Lorcan. So <laughs> this match would have been awesome, but it also features Brizango. This is a three-way. How good would this match be without, <laughs> without Brizango? Um, I didn't even know this match was happening until... I went to uh, write my portion of the preview for the site. Is that posted yet or no? Uh, that is, yes. Voiceofwrestling.com. It is there. So we got a preview up. Um, it was myself and Jeff Hawkins doing the uh, preview for this takeover. And I had no clue this match was even happening until I pulled up the dock and saw it. So you could have made this up and I wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> but um, this is the pre-show match. And, and I am on record as saying that uh, Birch and Lorcan – uh, flip a coin. They have been the two best wrestlers in WWE in 2020. They even... No, they're good. I... And it's been across all five brands. I mean, they've wrestled on all five brands. They wrestled NXT UK early in the year. They're obviously all over NXT. They've been on Raw. They've been on SmackDown. They've been on 205 Live. And look, they're never given a lot of time. They're never in main events. They're never getting a chance to go out there for 22 minutes. They go out there for six, seven minutes, and they just they just kill it in whatever they're asked to do and whatever role they're put in. And they're both so good. And I would love to see them win this and go into a program with Imperium because I think those matches could be great. Um, you know, and we saw Birch and Lorcan get one. Didn't they wrestle Undisputed Era on a takeover like a year uh, and a half ago? Or something? Yes, yeah. I forget what, really, what takeover was that? Let me let me find out what takeover that was because that was a good match. That was a great match, and it's like. 
that's the only big time opportunity they've really ever had as a team, you know, and, and they do a lot of jobs, but they're, they're, they've been great. And Legato del Fantasma. Oh, I was, yeah, take over Chicago too. I was there. <laughs> I should remember that. There you go. And Legato del Fantasma, I mean, you know, the, uh, the Mendoza wild team, they've been wrestling. I, I watched all of 205 Live. I'm all caught up on 205 Live. I'm one of the few people <laughs> the on <one>. earth. <laughs> you and Vic Joseph are. Yeah, I'm the guy. <laughs> Maybe <I'm> it. <laughs> But, uh, it, 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 you know, they've wrestled a couple of tag matches there, um, uh, Mendoza and, and, uh, and Wild, and they've been very good, especially Mendoza, who has just been really impressive. And I, I wouldn't mind seeing them get a little tag team push, which means, of course, Breezango is going to win the match. I mean, you can see it coming a mile away. Um, because this entire company is an elaborate troll to just get under my skin. So the the one team that's worthless, and I have no use for. I didn't even know it was Breezango until t- I thought it was Breeze Dango. Did you know Breezango? <laughs> oh, is it Breezango or is it Breeze Dango? There's no D. The name of the team is Breezango. Hmm. Doesn't Breeze Dango work better? Yeah, I feel like I've been calling him Breeze Dango, haven't I? I've been calling him Breeze Dango from day one. Uh oh. <laughs> it should be Breeze is it Dango. Dango? I, Am I wrong? Did I did I have a typo or no? It, that's it. No, no, no. It's Breeze Angle. Interesting. But it, I always thought it was Breeze Dangle. I think I've been calling that Breeze Dangle as well. So. But they fucking, you know, it should be Breeze. They fucking stink. That's what their name they're should so be. They're so bad. Because yeah. they're terrible. What are we doing? Like, it, it's just, you see them on the show, too. And it's just like, they're so out of place. They're Why are they there? They don't need, they, dude, let these guys go. You know, just, I don't know. I understand they don't want to fire the guys. I know they want to do something with them. But yeah, just, I don't, I don't know. Put them somewhere I don't have to watch them. They're, they drag a lot of stuff in NXT down. Especially this match where you're talking about two tremendous tag teams that can go out there and have an incredible match head-to-head with AEW. You, you know, and you want to you take yeah. viewers away from AEW, have these guys go out here and just have a fucking kick-ass 20-minute back-and-forth incredible tag team match. That will take people away. People will watch that. You know, yeah. Doing cuts when Breezango's yeah. in the ring. You know, it, I, it's just, yeah, it's silly. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, you know they'll probably win. Um, you know, I would like to see the uh, the cartel team win because it'd be cool if they just kind of like you know take over the tag team titles, the cruiserweight title, because that's an interesting act. I mean, they've been the most interesting act on NXT in my opinion. Um, I like everything they're doing with those three guys, but no, um, so I you know I don't know. I just have a feeling that. Uh, the shittiest of the three teams. Why? We're talking a lot about this. Yeah, we really are. Let's move on to another match that they announced uh, on social media as opposed to the actual television show. Finn Balor, shooter guy, pew pew versus Timothy Thatcher. I don't get what's happening with Finn Balor. I don't get it either. What are they doing? He comes to NXT. You think it's the big main roster star. They're going to build a brand around, you know, draw some ratings with this guy going head to head with Dynamite. He's like a part-timer. He he's comes the in, TV and then he's like gone for, like, six month. weeks. Yeah, and he's gone for, like, four or six weeks. I don't get it. He loses every big match. He's lost, like, three matches in a row. Uh, you know, he is undefeated on TakeOver since he returned. But there were matches against, like, Damian Priest or, you know, whoever the fuck. He's been, he loses all of the matches that are, like, uh, you know, for title shots or, you know, actual title shots. And then he disappears for weeks on end. I just... Um, it's it's weird how they've booked him, but he should beat Thatcher because Thatcher's the kind of guy that, um, you know, you can, you can, the only reason Thatcher should win that match is if they're doing a long-term program with the two. Um, otherwise, there's no reason. I'd like, my, my hypothesis here is Finn Balor beats Thatcher. 
Karrion Cross is winning the main event, I think, and then maybe you can go to Finn Balor, Karrion Cross as your next big title program. Yeah, that, that's that's possible. Yeah, because at some point, like, you got to do something with Finn Balor because he's just like a dude on the roster that comes occasionally. He talks a bunch of shit about everybody, and then he goes away for four weeks, and it's like I don't, I don't really understand the point of the purpose or. If we're supposed to root for him or boo him or ex- get excited about him, like I don't know what we're supposed to do with Finn Balor. It just feels like they're. It definitely feels like they're not utilizing him as mu- as well as they can. I, yeah, I don't... it's perplexing. It's really, really weird. Why isn't, yeah. he on the, why isn't he on the show every week being I, featured? Guess as good as mine. Yeah, but you're right. Like it wouldn't. It would. It wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. He beats Timothy Thatcher and he's going for the title the next time. You, you know, <laughs> like there, there's nothing that would stop that from happening either. So that's just uh, part of the, the weirdness of. Of uh, current NXT, but uh, let's go on to the ladder match here in NXT North American Championship here. Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes, Johnny Gargano, and Velveteen Dream in this ladder match. Uh, NXT ladder matches are usually baseline pretty good. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of flippy-doos, a lot of people doing stuff off ladders, a lot of just dumb ladder spots. Sometimes they really land with me, and lately they haven't really landed with me because I think I've kind of gotten sick of ladder matches. But there's a lot of names here. There's a lot of good talent i'd say in this match but i don't know it, it, it's it's a it, it is an interesting collection where i don't think it's going to get too flippy or too crazy but i don't know i, I what, what, what's your take on this ladder match they do these matches too much and i just can't get excited about it and and um i wouldn't be stunned if velveteen dream wins and I, what i don't understand is why they continue to stick their neck out for this guy like what's so special about him that he just can't be sent on his way because he's too much trouble why would you not just wipe your hands clean of this guy? Like, what does he have on them? Do they really think Velveteen Dream is going to be some huge difference-making star for them down the line? Because I don't think that. Um, and and it's like, you know, and, and that's no reason to justify the things he's been accused of. No, of course of. not, yeah. But even outside of those accusations, he's nothing but trouble. Constantly allegedly being sent to rehab and getting in the car accidents and just getting into trouble all the time. And it's like at some point, and then you toss in these accusations and it's like, at some point is, is this guy really worth the trouble? Right. Right. I, I don't think he is. I don't, I don't get it. Like I would have washed my hands clean of this guy a long time ago. You know, it's like, they didn't waste any time with like Travis banks or these other guys. Like, I don't really see Velveteen dream that much, uh, you know, uh, more significant than guys like that in the, in, in the big picture long term. Yeah, it's, it's it, no, sorry, go especially ahead. Especially now since people have turned on him because they feel like he's a real sketchy motherfucker, you know? So it's like even the fan base he had, it doesn't exist anymore. So it's like what what's the point with this guy? Why are they – it's like they're, they're playing with fire with Velveteen Dream mm-hmm. and they're going to get burned by this guy and i don't i don't get why they're they're not being risk averse when it comes to this clown i don't get it he should just be gone yeah i, I i'm i'm perplexed as well every time I, I i see you know that he comes back and returns and then you know they say oh we did the event they do all this and and i'm right with you like i i think there was a there was a time where i think he was on the trajectory to being like you know a main roster guy and like maybe a star but that's that's gonna be done now like there's no way that's gonna happen anymore and even if you do push him to the moon 
the stuff's just going to keep coming up and keep coming up and keep coming up. He's just not worth it anymore. This is, you know, and we're not talking about Jimmy Snooker here. We have to cover up a, you know, a, an alleged murder for this guy because he's your main eventer and he's selling out towns left and right and all that sort of stuff. And no, you don't have to ever do that. Of course, that's never what you should do. But like, you know, people get what you're saying. You're not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not advocating that Vince McMahon should give a, you know, cover up a murder or whatever. But it's like, you know, it, 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 it's. On a lesser you're extent, it's like, hey, is this a bad guy? You do the re- you do the math, the internal math, and you say, you know what, maybe, but like he's he's an important part of our business. So let's see if there's ways that we can get around. Like there was times where you know Stone Cold Steve Austin had been you know alleged to be you know domestic abuse and stuff, and WWE largely kind of said, ah, you know, we'll you know kind of slap on the wrist that sort of stuff. Again, not right, but it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. You can get how internally in their minds they're thinking oh geez what the hell do we do here do we, we, just, we can't just let Stone Cold Steve Austin quit like what are we gonna do you know yada 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 it's Velveteen fucking dream like at the, the first guy gets, the yeah. bottom line is he gets star protection and he's not a star exactly and 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 yeah nobody should ever get that type of protection especially if he actually is guilty of the things that he, he you know he's alleged to be guilty of but like you said even if the that was gone even if we didn't have any screenshots or any you know text or any sort of DMs or anything like that He's a weird, like, he's crashing his cars all the time. He's in quote-unquote rehab all the time. He's he's getting these 60 to 90 day sabbaticals. Like, what are we doing? Like, why all this effort for a guy who, at this point now, very clearly is not on the trajectory of becoming a, a, a superstar, a WrestleMania main eventer. Like, he's not on that trajectory anymore. And even if he was on that trajectory, I don't think you can just escape it these days. You, you know, I don't think you can just say, no, it's fine, no, it's fine, no, it's fine. For, you know, like you said, you're going to get burnt eventually with him. So what's the point? You're going to push him? He's going to win the North American Championship? You're gonna, you know, it's going to be a vocal part of your TV? Like, you can't do that. Like, you got to, you know, I'd be I, it's, t- it's I'd not be t- worth I'd, it. I would be terrified that another allegation is right around the corner when it comes to him. I'd be terrified of that. I mean, but I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't get it. I, I don't see why he's considered so valuable that he needs this kind of protection. Um, or is it possible that they did investigate and, and, you know, they're this huge company with a lot of resources. Is it possible they investigated and did come up empty? Is that possible? Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, I, you know, but it I'd... would be very hard to fake these multiple allegations that by the way, were all very similar. Like his, his, his template. Like, it was a template. Line. We talked about that. There was a template yes. to all these, which is like, these are, you know, a bunch of different people all across that all have the exact same basic template, same sort of structure to how the messages came, how they were received, how the conversations went. Like, I don't know what his, <laughs> what, know? his ang- what his angle was. It was always, Oh, I'll help you work out, bro. Like I'll, I'll help you out. But like, it was that kind of thing. Every time, like, it's a, it was the same pattern with every allegation and, and the phone number matched his real phone number allegedly. And is it's people think it was his voice. I'm not as compelled by the voice because I don't know that, that part's a little sketchy to me. Like people could have a voice that sounds similar. Are you certain that was his voice? But I mean, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying that part of it, I think doesn't really hold a ton of water in my opinion, but all the other stuff, I mean, there's just so much of it, and it's all similar. And at the end of the day, is he worth the trouble? Right. Well, it's like uh, Enzo Amore. The second Enzo Amore started being a bunch of fucking trouble and headaches, they just said, you know what? Go, get out of here. Just go away. Yeah. Like, go away and don't come back. And I think – I don't know if he – I forget how the, the, the result of all that stuff was. It doesn't matter because they realized it, you're just not fucking worth the trouble. You're Enzo fucking Amore. Yes. Like, just go and, away. And you're going <laughs> to get in trouble. And you're – you hang around with shitty people, so you're going to be in shitty right. situations. Maybe you and- didn't sexually assault this person, but god damn it, you're an a- you're, you're you're an idiot, 
and you hang around yeah. with bad people. So I don't even know what's around the horizon, but we don't want to be a part of it when you when you do do whatever you're going to do next. So just get the and hell you, out of here. And you hid that you were part of an active sex assault uh, investigation. Right. That was why they, the official reason they fired him was he he did not disclose that he was being investigated for a sexual assault. And 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 they fired him for that. And it's like, again, if we keep you employed, what else are you not going to disclose to us that's going to embarrass us as a publicly traded company? So they washed their hands of him. Yeah, you know, you, you you're gone. And, and I don't understand why he why Velveteen Dream is not handled the same way. I don't get it. it really blows my mind. I don't get it. Anyway, uh, so I, yeah, I don't know if I have a good pick for this match. It's just like I, I don't know. <laughs> like any of these any guys, one, can... any one of these guys can win it. It's like they all have positives and negatives. I, I could see Bronson. It. I think Bronson would be my favorite to win it because it seems like a good time to kind of push him in the way they've been sort of. Uh, I, I think moving him up the ladder, you know, <laughs> literally and figuratively, the, would be good. So he's in the middle of a push. Yeah. You know, um, Damian Priest is like this shocking ratings mover. For NXT, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the quarters. I like, have seen that. Yeah, is it the ladies that are hot for Damien? I could get that. I don't know what it is, but his quarters do well. Like they either gain viewers or they don't lose as many as the quarter before. He always does well, and they've been positioning him in key quarters now too. So there's this weird thing going on with him where he's like this low key ratings draw. Uh, Gargano, I think, is doing a tremendous job with his heel persona with Candice. I, I, I I'm enjoying that stuff. Grimes would be like a chicken shit heel uh, troll champion, I could see from that perspective. And they love Velveteen Dream, which we just talked about. So you can make an argument that any one of these guys can win it. I, I really don't have a solid pick. Um, we'll move on to the uh, women's championship match, uh, Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai, which I think has been a pretty good build here. And I think a pretty obvious uh, winner, but uh, wh- where do you stand on Io Shirai, Dakota Kai? I think Kai feels hot right now, and they brought back Raquel Gonzalez. Why do you do that if she doesn't win? I, I agree. And I think Yo Shirai has a place now in the main roster because um, they're missing a Japanese woman, so they need to replace the Japanese woman so that she can go and scream uh, and do the Kyrie yeah. Sane role with Asuka. So uh, it just yeah. seems all too obvious that Yo Shirai moves up to the main roster, fills in the Kabuki Warriors role that, that Kyrie Sane had. And Dakota Kai, like you said, they heated her up. They brought back her muscle it just makes all the sense in the world. And I think it's I think it's time to move on from Yoshirai too. And I, I think she's kind of gotten long in the tooth the next. Even though I still enjoy it a lot, I think it's time for Dakota Kai to get that next push and, and, and kind of put a new coat of paint uh, on and that Kai, title. So. And Kai's doing well with the push. Oh, she's great. Yeah, she's awesome. So She's delivering. And obviously the long-term program is, is eventually splitting her and Gonzalez. And Gonzalez is they obviously like and is going to get a big push with all that size and everything, um, you know, to eventually be fed to Charlotte. But, you know. <laughs> That that's like the long term move there. Yeah, to, get, to eat a eat a moon salt from Charlotte, it hits her in the face or something, like that and gets pinned. So, all right, we got to talk about this one. I cannot wait to talk about this match. Show Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. I've been talked into the building, Joe. This promo by Pat McAfee was so good. How good was this promo on NXT this week? Okay, so nobody's gonna know what we're talking about right now, but Galvis got the bunt down. Did he really? Congratulations but, to Freddie Galvis. Oh, but he no, didn't get gunned down at first. Not so fast, my friend. He didn't get it past the pitcher, and he got thrown. Oh, the first nuts! Yeah, that's that's but a he real problem. Finally, got it down. Well, congratulations um, to Freddie Galvis. So, uh, yeah, the it was it was the best WWE promo in months. Um, you know, because it wasn't ever. Weird. No, it's, it wasn't. <laughs> It, it, because it wasn't universe speak. No, and it was he a wasn't, human. It was a human being talking. 
and it wasn't WWE cadence that they teach you in the performance center. And it wasn't the WWE buzzwords and vernacular. He went out there like a human being and he cut a heel promo and he used his own vocabulary. You felt like everything he said was something that he would say and it ruled. And it, and it, it just, it stood out from every other promo in the company, partially because it was so different. And it actually felt like a real wrestling promo, which you don't, which we haven't heard in this company in years. So it may, we may be overrating it. It may not have been as good as we think it was, but because it was so different and stood out, it, it, it made it seem like it was maybe better than it really was. But for a guy cutting his first ever pro wrestling promo, my God, he did a tremendous yeah. job. Yeah, no, I thought it was great. No, I, I honestly don't think we're grading on a scale. I really, I really don't. Because if you listen to the promo and you listen to everything that that, that that he did, and like you said, yeah, the cadence, the the actual topics he was talking about, the way that he spoke, it was all how a normal human being speaks. And and if you need the juxtaposition, just wait till Adam Cole grabs the mic and goes, Pat McAfee this Sunday at NXT Takeover Thirty, and it's like. Nobody would say that. You, you know, you're in a yeah. fight here. And like, Pat McAfee yeah. didn't do that. He's talking, he's walking, he's moving while he's talking. And like, yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is like everything that he said. And the reason why I love this promo so much is, and it kind of speaks to this entire feud. And we'll, we'll talk about it, it, you know, here in a little bit. But like, this whole feud is Adam Cole is supposed to be the babyface and Pat McAfee is supposed to be the heel. Why Adam Cole and why Undisputed Era are the babyfaces, I don't know. I guess they turn heel by going a four on two attack. You know, on somebody was it four on three. I forget it was. They definitely had the man advantage when they attacked somebody, and that turned them face. But the crowd is is instructed, and and you know, I had people on Twitter arguing. No, I don't think it's heel versus face. Like they're fucking the plants are chanting for Adam Cole and booing Pat McAfee. So it's clear that's the way they think it's supposed to be. Is that Adam Cole's yeah. the baby face and Pat McAfee's the heel? But all Pat McAfee does in this entire feud, it's so it's like when we talk about it, it's it's very similar to a few years ago with Becky and Charlotte, where they just didn't understand who the face was and who the heel was. Many times now, WWE does this, and I don't know why. I don't know how they're so confused by this. But Pat McAfee comes out there and says, "Adam Cole, you know, you needed Undisputed Era to help you win the title. That's what started this whole feud." And Adam Cole got mad and said, "You know, fuck you," or you know, all that stuff on on the Pat McAfee show. It was true, by the way, because that did happen. We all saw it, right? Correct. For months and months on end, you know, a whole year, he got help from UE to, to win every one of his, you know, title matches. So that's true. So he's not lying there. Adam Cole gets upset. Adam Cole tries to step to him. Pat McAfee beats his ass. Then he comes on the air here and says, you won the title because, you know, UE helped you. And then you stepped to me and I kicked your ass. And we're supposed to brew that. Right. <laughs> like, well... What makes him a heel, though, like, everything you're saying is correct, but to be fair, to be fair, he did kick Adam Cole in the head when Adam Cole was incapacitated by a bunch of bodyguards and laying on a table, and it wasn't like mano y mano. It wasn't right. uh, no, I, two yeah. guys square. So that's the heel part of it. I feel like it was – I feel like – and it wasn't clear, okay, but I feel like that moment was a double turn. I feel like – that when McAfee kicked Cole when Cole was basically down and being restrained and held on the table, that was a double turn. Especially the way Triple H reacted and the way the commentators yeah. reacted. Oh no, for sure. At that point, you're supposed to think that that uh, McAfee is the heel and Cole is now a babyface. So I think that was kind of like a double turn there, um, especially because the afterthought, which was the match, right? Undisputed Era ended up losing because they were distracted by all that, and Imperium gave him a cheap shot and put him away to win the match. So 
I feel like that was a double turn for not just Cole, but the entire Undisputed Era and McAfee. With right, that said, yeah. with that said, it all is very confusing, though. It's, well, it's and, and it speaks to a larger problem too, and it's the same problem that we always have, and we'll always we, we mention it time and time again is that when you have all your heels be chicken shit that need help to win everything, then when they turn face, they can't. You know, you can't just say, "Oh no, 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 I, I you know, I, I, I win fair," because like. What Pat McAfee is saying is not a lie. Adam Cole did use UE to help him win all his matches for 400 days. And that's the heat is him saying that. We're supposed to say, oh, no, that's not how it happened. But that is how it happened. We just watched it. Yeah. And and yeah. that's the problem. And it's going to happen when they eventually turn Sasha and Bailey. And one day, all of a sudden, now Sasha's going to win all of her matches fair. And Bailey's going to cheat. Or the other way is around. And they're going to say, oh, well, Sasha won this many titles. And she did it because she worked harder than Bailey and sort of stuff. And it's like, no, <laughs> she didn't. We saw it. And that's why... It's sometimes easier just to have your heels win matches. Just be you know be bad people or whatever, but just win your matches. But when everybody every heel wins via chicken shit manner and people run in all that sort of stuff, that eventually when you turn them face like they're doing with Adam Cole, you got two years of chicken shit behavior behind them, and it's really hard to kind of attach to these people and say, oh yeah, no, no, you're cool now, you're cool now, right? Because they don't think these things through. You know, uh, maybe when you know a turn is coming. You, you have these people, uh, you know, wrestle matches in a more straight-laced way and just start winning because it's okay for them to just win matches at that point because you know you're heating them up for, for a babyface turn. Right. Four months and, ago, Undisputed Era comes out and Adam Cole says, no, 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 I got this. I'll win with them. And, you know, then they can come and celebrate with him after. But you, you plant the seeds that he doesn't need those guys to win. Right. And then once he does start winning, it's like uh, the fans – that also helps the fans to get behind the person before you do the turn because it's like – now there's no more reason to hate this guy or 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 to think he's full of shit because he's winning his match. You know what I mean? So that that's used to be how it was done. Uh, but look, they, they, look, we we know that this company is broken and they don't do anything right, especially something like this. They just feel like their fans are stupid and they can just turn people on dimes and 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 it doesn't it it, it doesn't matter what comes in behind it or what the lead up is it's just we're turning this person and now you have to accept them as a face or a heel now right and there is no thought put into it it's just everything is broken uh but let's talk about this match uh because i think you and i are probably uh, we're we're pretty you know we're we're pretty optimistic about this match i see a lot of people that are like oh i don't know i'm not quite sure and it's like dude the guy's like a natural athlete he's like a legit like top tier athlete yeah he's a punter we talked about it a few weeks ago on, on the show yeah he's a punter yeah he's this but he's like a top top tier athlete like and it's not a guy who this is, this is the first time he's jumping into a wrestling ring like you know you, there, there's been rumors and all this sort of stuff and i think some some you know we, we've heard from some people as well that this guy's been training pretty much on and off for like three four years at this point he's got a wrestling ring <laughs> you know what i mean like he's he's got guys training him he's he's ready for this he's ready to go and and even if he wasn't ready to go he's still a fucking pro athlete like we, we and we've had this argument many times on the show before. Not not you and I, but like kind of arguing with, with with people that that don't understand how much of a leg up natural athletes have in pro wrestling. Yeah, it's 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 the the best base to have is to be a great natural athlete, you know. And, and that doesn't guarantee you're going to be a great pro no, wrestler. No, but you know that's the best base to have, obviously. And it's like th- this guy is, you know, we went over his athletic credentials a few weeks ago. It's he's not just your standard NFL kicking specialist. He's six foot one. He's two hundred thirty pounds. He was an elite NFL punter. By the way, he was a great college kicker. Lou Groza Award finalist. Uh, so he was a kicker and a punter. Um, you know, a, a kickoff specialist in the NFL, a punter, and all that. 
but a guy who wasn't afraid of contact. He was known in his NFL career for a, he was a punter who would invite contact and make tackles on punts. And the guy's a maniac, um, you know, and he's a very good athlete. He's not your, you know, your, your usual everyday, you know, kicking specialist who's hiding from contact and isn't a real athlete. He just happens to be able to kick. Well, that's not this guy. And, He's, you know, in his early 30s. He's still in his athletic prime. He does have the bad knee. He had to retire because of all of those crazy hits. Uh, you know, he, he blew out <laughs> his knee a bunch of times. So, you know, he did have to retire because of a bum knee. But, look, we've seen pro wrestlers with blown out knees, and they just slap on that brace, and their career continues. Yeah, oh, so God, not- every guy in the 80s, every one of those West Texas State guys all blew their knees out, threw knee pads yeah. on, and went to go. Lex Luger blew the knee out, put the knee pads on, ready to go. Brian Pillman, knee pads, fucked up. You know, knees fucked up. Put the put the pads on. Let's go. Vader, I think, pretty famously. Yeah, all those dudes. Every one of those 80s Stone 90s Cold guys. Steve Austin. Yeah, right. Same uh, deal. Ah, fuck the, fuck the knee pad. Let's go put the knee pad on. Let's go. Every single one of those guys blew their knees out. Their CFL career was over, so they fucking went to, you know, or their USFL career was over. And they've gotten wrestling. Tegan Knox, both knees. Yes. <laughs> uh, out there with the double break. But, the, but you have to acknowledge it because he had to retire from his athletic career in his 20s because he had three serious knee injuries. So you acknowledge it. Look. The point here is he fits the profile of someone who will come out of that world and possibly be pretty good at this. Does it guarantee that he's going to be good? Of course not. But if you look at the people who have come from the sports world after their sports careers were over, right, and jumped in the pro wrestling when they were in their 30s, he fits the profile of all of the ones that ended up being pretty good, whether it's Kevin Green, whether it's – I always forget the guy's name in TNA. We just talked about it last uh, week. D'Angelo Williams. D'Angelo Williams, who was – Not Pac-Man phenomenal. Jones. Not Pac-Man Jones. <laughs> D'Angelo Williams. And we always you – know, everybody wishes D'Angelo Williams want, would stick with it, but it was, he just – he fulfilled a dream. He had his match, and he's done with it. Um, but, you know, anyone else you could think of? You know, Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor was Batman. fantastic in his first match. You know, and it's like it's like he fits that same athletic profile of all. So there, he has a chance to be really good. Plus, he clearly loves pro wrestling. He's a fan of it. Uh, obviously, his promo was phenomenal. He understands pro wrestling because he's a fan of it, and he's employed by the company. Uh, so look, there's a lot working in his favor. I think Adam Cole is good enough to get a guy like that through. Oh yeah. At, at minimum, a passable match. And we're not live either. You know what I mean? If they're not, they're probably recording that thing today. You know, going Good through point. stuff. It's Good perfect. Point. Yeah, it's a perfect time to bring a guy like this up here because I think like the baseline is going to be fine. But if you fuck something up, cool. We'll 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 retape it. We're good. You make a good point. They could easily tape it. Um, again, I look. I don't think there's any guarantees he can get in there and have two left feet. You know what I mean? I I don't know, but I think uh, there's a good chance he's going to be decent at this. So, um. You know, we'll see. I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, about a month ago when all of this started, I thought this was the dumbest shit in the world, and I, I, I'm still not a huge fan necessarily maybe of the angle. No, it's. I mean, but, it's a stupid angle, and they're not getting their own guy over, but I can't complain about that shit anymore. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, it's starting to win me over, though, because I think McAfee is going to be committed to it. I don't think he's taking it like a joke either. No, I think no, no. He probably wants to be good at it, you know, and and, and – you know, he, he took his promo seriously. He's taken the angle seriously. He's performed well. He is hateable. He's an excellent heel. Um, he has that, that heel charisma. And, you know, and I, I think... He did uh, do the good job. I was I was mentioning earlier the babyface heel thing, but he did do a good job of, of doing the, the classic heel exaggerate thing where he says, I'm a millionaire in, you know, seven different businesses or whatever. And I'm thinking, like, 
I don't know, like football and then podcasting, I guess, like broadcasting. Like I, I was trying to think of seven. I got to like three, four max. But that's, you know, again, that's a good heel. Yeah, we have someone in the chat room, Clifton Harris. He makes a good point. He says, if this were a sport, McAfee would have no chance against a man with hundreds of matches, a decorated champion, all that. He should at least pretend he's worried about Cole. And I don't disagree with that. I don't that. disagree. You're preaching the choir there, but that's just not how they push their stars. But I also want to see how the match plays out. Yeah. Because if he has all of these bodyguards like he had during the angle, and he is sort of a chicken shit during the match, they, they still have time to go down that road. Mm-hmm. You know, so and I do think at that point the the face heel dynamic might finally come to the surface if he's totally a chicken shit during the match or taking a million shortcuts and Cole is just dying to get his hands on him. Or, right, you know, right, they, right. But you, you know, so, again, you're preaching the choir though in terms of like WWE not presenting their stars as as stars. Like I, I'm with you, dude. Like that's yeah. that, that 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 goes well beyond this feud. That goes to every feud. Could Basically. you have had could you have had McAfee cutting the promo behind a wall of bodyguards maybe or um maybe you could have you know maybe this guy's right maybe you could have at least um you know uh, started the ball rolling on that during the promo yes yeah, right right to, right uh you know so you know I I, I don't know um it's a good point though but uh, well, you know, I- I'll give it a chance and see how the match plays out. If they just have him go in there and fight Adam Cole fair and square, I mean, yeah, that's probably not the right way to approach it for all the reasons that uh, Clifton Harris says. Yeah, no, but I'm at a point now where, where I just want, like, enjoyment out of this company. Like, try, You know, you're hitting your head against a wall trying to get this company to, to make yeah. a star or push somebody. I, I just want to be entertained for 15 minutes in a match, you, you know, and I, yeah. I am. I'm excited about this match. I'm ready for it, and... and I kind of have to do the thing where you shut your brain off and just say, all right, well, I don't know what this is going to do for Adam Cole, but I don't really care, to be honest. I'll probably fuck him up in six months anyway, so who cares? Yeah, I mean... It's defeatist, but here we are. (laughs) I'm going to watch the show. I I, I hope it's good, and I hope it exceeds expectations. There's a chance it... it, Look, I think it's, it's, it's reasonable to say that unless it's super gimmicky, that the floor is that it's a passable match. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. The people involved. And I think if it is super gimmicky and and uh, a lot of bells and whistles, then maybe it's because McAfee didn't take to it very well and they felt like they had to hide some of his weaknesses by doing, you know, a million – basically making it Undisputed Era versus, you know, McAfee and a team of trainees, you know, that are allegedly his security. So, you know, we'll see. Kind of like the Floyd Mayweather thing with Big Show where – that really wasn't Floyd Mayweather versus Big Show. It was like Big Show versus a bunch of guys taking bumps for yeah, the Big Show. Right, right, right. And so, because they, it, it was you know they had to to hide the fact that Floyd Mayweather, May, Floyd Mayweather, who you know he wasn't going to get in there and do a straight wrestling match with a five hundred pound man and take bumps and everything else. So, uh, and then our main event, which uh, again I think you and I both are uh, in, in lockstep in our prediction here, but I think it's a little bit of a. A hot take because I think I've seen a lot of other predictions and people not make the same call, and it seems so fucking obvious to me. Uh, NXT Championship: Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. You and I both think Karrion Cross is winning this title, right? I have. I, I, I mean, he's I in can't. the he's in a mega, 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 mega push. This is like the once in a lifetime mega push that they're going with Karrion Cross right now. How do you construct an argument that he's not going to win? This? He's going to win this thing in five minutes. You know what I mean? Like he's I mean, going to destroy I, I think, him. I mean, I think he wins the title. Keith Lee goes to the main roster and Cross moves on to feud with Finn Balor. That's what I think they're going to do. Um, you know, I I don't know about all of those moving parts all coming together, but I think he's winning the title for sure. I mean, 
it can end up being a long, drawn-out feud with Keith Lee. Maybe Keith Lee doesn't go to the main roster. Maybe Finn Balor loses to Timothy Thatcher. But I think at minimum, Cross is winning this title. I mean, he's getting the mega push of all mega pushes. I mean, we haven't seen a push this strong in a long time. It's also, look who's pulling the streams here. Karrion Cross is everything Triple H wants in a pro wrestler, right? Like, come on. Don't, don't overthink this. It's obvious. Look at the push. Look where it's going. And honestly, given the way the push has been done, he should win this title right now. Like, I'm not uh, yeah, super entertained yeah. by him. I don't really love him, but the way they're pushing him, he should win the title. Because if he loses, it's like, all right, well, this guy dominates and beating everybody and all this sort of stuff. But uh, I don't know. Can't do when no, the big I mean, match comes. Like, he, he needs to win this match. He's going to look, win this match. The TikTok guy and the fallen prey girl, I mean, it stinks. I hate it. Especially now that it's like there's these mystical, magical elements where... <laughs> the fire... God, God! I mean, Keith Lee getting attacked by a clipboard, you know, because because the the, the TikTok girl kissed no, it. No, fallen so prey girl, it, yeah, fallen prey girl, yeah. Yeah, the fallen prey girl kissed it, so now there's a fireball inside of the clipboard, <laughs> and it's like, you know, <laughs> only the lowest Reddit mutant could uh. possibly enjoy this. You know, you have to be a Reddit mutant to enjoy this, but out, but it's obvious that it's it's a mega push, and they're going with it. And, you know, the the NXT geek fan who is into this stuff, they eat it up. They like it. The, people are into this. Oh, they love, yeah, they love TikTok guy for sure. You know, so it's like, you know, I feel like he's going to win. I, I, You know, I feel like that's as close to a lock as we've seen, you know. And um, I think the natural thing from there would be for Lee to move on. Lee belongs on the main roster. He belongs on the main roster unless they feel like – now Lee's another guy who does move numbers on mm-hmm. Wednesday nights. Yeah. And he holds up okay, and, you know, they always get their ass kicked, so it's hard to say who's moving. But, you know, if you really look at it closely, he, he's another one of the guys who does okay, so maybe they feel like it's more important to have him there to counter Dynamite. But, um, you know, I, you know, in, in, in just the logical – with the way that NXT used to work, I think this, this would be a good time to move him up. And we saw that he can get over. I mean, look at Survivor Series, you know, and it's – it's clear they like him. They gave him a big spot in Survivor Series. Uh, didn't he get a decent spot in the Royal Rumble, too? He did. He, he did, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He got shine in the Royal Rumble, too. So it's like, you know they like him. He's done everything you can do in NXT. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to get choked out in four minutes and then just disappear for a month and then pop up on SmackDown or I agree. something. Yeah, yeah. I think, that's, I think that, 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 that I don't think that hurts Lee, but I think it helps Cross. And it, it, just like, yeah, you know. Like we said, I, I I think he's going to win, and he should win. And given the way the push is gone, he should win. He should dominate. He should get in there and, and beat this guy. If you really want to push this guy like what I think they're pushing him, and that he seems to have the rocket back on him, yeah, don't don't overthink this. He wins. He just wins. He they taps the guy out. He does it in dominant fashion, and now you have the new dominant NXT champion and Keith Lee. You know whatever's going to happen with Keith Lee, is, 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 you know, is going to happen. But you know, given his age and all that sort of stuff, it's yeah, why not move him on to the main roster? Why not get to that next level with him? Because there's no need for him to spend another year on NXT. Like, what is he doing? He's just you know, sitting there fluttering for nothing. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's the way it goes. I don't know. We'll we'll see where it goes. But yeah, I'm I'm not into uh, this at all. But I, no, I like I that they're pushing is, somebody. I, I mean, I I'm glad they're pushing somebody. That's cool. But no, this is how you do a push. Yes. I mean, yes. once they're getting that right, you know, this is this is a fucking push. But the gimmick is cringe. I mean, I hated it from the first moment I saw it, and it's it's actually worse now. I mean, now that you're adding mystical magical elements to it, this is Bray Wyatt shit. This is like the fiend in NXT now. It's like I have no use for it. If 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 the fucking TikTok girl, if the fallen prey girl has magical powers, 
why doesn't she just set Keith Lee on fire? And <laughs> right, kill exactly. Him? Kiss I him mean, on the way down and set him on uh, a blaze and win the match that way is, is a good, yeah, it's not a bad strategy. But Once you destroy the world, I am not interested anymore. Like this, once, I mean, if she has these kind of powers, she could just kill the opponents. Right. Like, Ron Strowman well, could we... lift a garbage truck above his head, but he has to, you know, sell an RKO. <laughs> just, you know, that's where you lose me. Like, right. go watch Harry Potter if you want that shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, this is not supposed to be a world like that. It just, and you can't, and if it is, then you have to make everything that. You have to be Lucha Underground and you have to make the entire world that. You can't have half your world or part of your world be mystical and magical and the other part of your world be Timothy Thatcher stretching people in a dungeon. You can't <laughs> right. you can't have both. You have to pick a lane. That's my problem with this stuff. You know, and it's it's, it's a clash. It doesn't make sense. If he was doing this gimmick in Lucha Underground, I wouldn't be complaining about it. I just wouldn't be watching, but I wouldn't complain about it. It would be like, all right, well, it fits the world. Because Drago can fucking fly and all the other assorted bullshit. You know, fucking Jeff Cobb eats people. So what's the difference? You know, it doesn't matter. Um, but it, it, you can't have this lady with magical powers in a world where, you know, fucking everybody else is just fucking exchanging fucking hammerlocks. It doesn't work. It's garbage. It's reductive junk. It, it sucks. Don't tell the folks that read it. They're going to get very upset when you say that. I, please tell them. Please. Yeah. I love the free publicity we get there. When they do a good it. job. They do a good job. Uh, Just make sure you get the link right. Yep. Get the Voicesofwrestling.com. Voicesofwrestling.com slash Patreon. Get Patreon on there, and you can bury away. Yeah, throw a link to the podcast if you can, too, just so people can listen to how stupid we are. Yeah, just spell it. Spell everything right. Make sure the URLs work. You can say whatever you want. All right, let's move on to SummerSlam here. Uh, we'll start with the first match here. Hair versus hair. Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville. Uh, this is an interesting one, too, because of all the stuff that's kind of gone on this week. I do wonder. Um, I'm sure WWE is not going to address it. There, there's no need for them to address it. But it does take on a little bit of a different meaning, I think, this match. It, it, I don't know. What, what, what do you think of, of this match and, and if the news this week, the, you know, the kidnapping attempt and, and Sonya being with, you know, Manny and Sonya being together. But more than anything, just the kidnapping attempt on Sonya Deville. Um, it just seems weird to kind of then go into a, you know, a feud where one of them is going to get their hair cut off. The details just get worse. Oh, it's, oh my God, it's horrifying. Yeah, it's this terrible. guy had rope and zip ties, and and he actually got to her door. I mean, this is fucking horrendous. Yeah, she saw him too, uh, like that too. Can you? I yeah, unbelievable. It's gross. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just horrible. Terrible. Um, but yeah, they're gonna have their hair. Look, look, there's people that are into this feud, and and if for nothing else, they are telling a long term story here for once. I think so it's a I good feud. Get, I like it. Yeah, see, I'm not into it, and I don't give a shit. But, but it's A to B, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's A to B to exactly. C, so I can't yeah, complain like, too much. This is one of the bo- most well-booked stories that they're telling right now. So you, you have to give them credit for that. I think Bailey, the, well, we'll get to that. The Bailey-Sasha stuff is, was well done, too, and I don't like that either, but it's well done. But, uh, you know, it's like, so, so from that perspective, it's fine. I just can't work up any enthusiasm or care for Mandy Rose or Sonya Deville. I just don't give a shit shit rich i just i don't care who gets their hair shaved it doesn't matter to me i'm just not interested in either one of these people i, I do love the uh they've been doing like promos and stuff and it's like mandy rose like her hair is now like shoulder length and she's like i feel you know violated and disgusting <laughs> like, you know she's still like unbelievably gorgeous and her hair is like slightly shorter yeah. and she's like you've taken something from me <laughs> it's like yeah i don't know man you look great like i i don't know like i, I don't you know 
I think you look fine, but yeah. you know, if so you think you look like a hideous the... beast, then that's fine. But I think you look okay. So. <laughs> one of the top one percent hottest people on earth, but, but her hair shoulder like at shoulder like now, so you know, it's, uh, it's a hideous yeah. beast. So yeah, yes. I, I tend to think Sony is probably losing her hair here, but this is a pretty bad week. Maybe maybe Mandy says, you know what, I'll, I'll go a little shorter on the hair. You can have a you can have your hair for another week or month or whatever, or you do uh, Mucha style, okay. and Sony just gets a little bit of a cut, you know. Yeah, she gets the Aunt Pam haircut. <laughs> right. Or, 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 listen, this is WWE. Maybe nobody gets their hair, their head shaved. That's true. We're, we're assuming that they're going to pay off the stipulation. And that's, uh, Why are you assuming they're going to pay this off? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the other side right. of this. Because they have done People, things where someone's lost a hair versus hair and then ran away and they just never cut the hair. Yeah, and then that's the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> just run away. Yeah. Ugh. So, but yeah, no, do, do you think it'd be bad optics if, like, because Sonya Deville's the heel? Yeah. Right? So she loses, and then like, well, wait, who's the heel? Yeah, Sonya Deville's the heel, right? It's another situation uh, yes. where, <laughs> yes, I think. So it's like, do you want her to get like tied to a chair? Yeah, right, head? right. That's and what I'm like, saying. Like, I think if you had the plan that Sonya was going to lose at the beginning of this week or last week or whatever, I kind of feel like you have to, you know, at least bring it up to Mandy. Hey, uh, you mind going a little shorter on the hair? Because like, yeah, the optics are just weird. And I know that they not, they don't need to address it. They don't need to say, oh, Sonya Deville was just recently the victim of a kidnapping attack. Like, I don't no, need you know, I don't no. need I don't need Tom Phillips to tell me that. But Nor like, should they. Nor no, should no, it'd be ridiculous. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, the optics of like, all right, Sonya, you're gonna get tied to this chair and get your hair cut, and you're in, you know, like it. It's weird, and that's why I said like, I don't know how you approach this match. You know, in, in after that, it's just yeah, it's strange. So. Well, I mean, look, my first instinct is that they're just going to fuck it up and not pay it off anyway. I mean, because that's, you know, and they deserve me saying that. Yeah. They've earned it. All right. So uh, next, we'll, we'll kind of put these matches in together here. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Asuka. Raw Women's Championship, Sasha Banks versus Asuka. Joe, I think it's going to be 10 straight pay-per-views and TV shows that these people have faced each other. Some combination of Asuka versus Bailey and or Sasha Banks has happened 10 straight times. We've seen them on television, and we're going to see it twice more now here on Sunday at SummerSlam. So, And normally I'd be excited about this, but they continually burn you with this. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing slab packs from arena club.com. The only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at arena club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an arena club slab pack and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show and there's a random innocuous, brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you, you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying oh, hey look at some random cards or whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. 
But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, you know, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Each progressive match in this feud has a worse and worse finish. Yep. So how can I be possibly be excited about this? I'm not. And they've they've driven me away from it. Despite all of the great promo work that Bailey and Sasha do, and the the matches are are usually pretty damn good, and then you get the fucking garbage finish. And um, you know, it, it's you know, there's a I've seen theories that maybe Asuka wins one of the titles. But yeah, not both. yeah. That, that's that's where I'm going. And then that causes friction between Bailey and Sasha because the one that has the two belts, you know, the other one is jealous of the one that still has all of the titles. And, you know, because eventually they're going to split. And do you think they drag this out till WrestleMania? Or do you think <sighs> it's probably a WrestleMania match, right? I think it is. I guess. Yeah. How far? Jeez, uh, we're pretty far it's away. Yeah, way. that's a long a way. Long I mean, way. how many more times are we going to tell the same story with the. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't have a good read. My, my, you know, the way I, I think, and I'm exactly like you. I want to be excited about a match between Bailey and Asuka because they're two tremendous pro wrestlers. I want to be excited about a match between Sasha Banks and Asuka because they're tremendous pro wrestlers. But because of the fuck finishes, because of all that sort of stuff, it's impossible to get excited. This entire match is going to happen, and all I'm be waiting for is when's the fuck finish coming? When's this fuck finish coming? What are we going to do for this fuck finish? You know, that's all. You, that's where your, your your mind's going to be, and that's where your brain's going to be, and that sucks. Like I want to just be excited about this, but you, you can't. So, uh, just takes you away from that aspect of it. But no, I I think. The way I honestly see it, I see Bailey retaining, and I think Sasha loses the title here. And I don't know that it's like, you know, next month then you blow this off and all that sort of stuff. I think maybe you can keep it going a little bit longer. But I don't know how much longer you can go with them both winning the titles and both kind of being dominant. Maybe they both lose, and they're just whiny about it for the next pay-per-view cycle. Complaining, whining. Asuka finally... Uh, gets the one up on him for once, and but the feud continues. Mm-hmm. You, if you're going to WrestleMania, you really got to stretch this out. And I don't know if you can start having the con- the obvious conflict part of the relationship yet. I don't. I just don't know. It, it'd be too soon for that. We have almost a year to go. I mean, what eight months or something? It's a long time and a lot of pay per views to get through. You know, you've got to stretch this out to at least Royal Rumble because then you could have one eliminate the other or have it come down to them. Royal Rumble, you could really – that's where you need to start heating it up anyway and start building for the actual match. So if we look at it from that perspective, it's almost September. You really only have three more months. That's true, yeah. Months. So, so you know, there's 
maybe you can start causing the friction now, and then you peak it at Royal Rumble. In the Royal Rumble, you do the split, right? You do the split at the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, that seems perfect where, you know, Bailey tosses Sasha out or whatever. Yeah, that, that might be the perfect yeah. way to do it, actually. They're working together the whole match, and one tosses the other. Whichever one you're, that's going heel, or staying heel, rather. Um, which I would do. Well, I don't know which one I would do. I think you've got good arguments for both, but I think with Bailey, you know, kind of just a year or less than a year into this heel run or whatever, maybe you keep her the heel and maybe because they don't seem to like Bailey as a face. So I think it would be Sasha that goes face. Yeah, and that's that's why I think that Bailey retains the title. Probably the right move. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So that's that. We got two matches out of the way there. That's nice. Oh, Joe, I know you're excited about this one. Dominic versus Seth Rollins, the street fight. Look, a lot of people are into this, Dominic. I don't give a flying fuck about anything, Dominic. I don't care about, about Dominic. Dominic. Why do we care? Why would Dominic. you give a shit about this fucking child of a people wrestler? Like, Who cares? Oh, he looks like people are like, oh, he looks like he has so much potential. Does he? <laughs> he, looks, he looks awkward to me. I mean, I, he looks like shit, in my opinion. <laughs> really and look, does. I understand. Look, I understand. Like he's new, he's still training, and maybe he'll be good someday. Right now, he looks terrible. Okay, I don't know where people are coming from with this. I could show you some wrestlers with potential. He is not one of them in my eyes at this point in time right now. He looks terrible. Uh, It looks like Seth Rollins is working with a non-wrestler. I really don't understand why people are enjoying this. Now, credit to Dominic for taking those uh, 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 Singapore cane shots. Great angle. Great angle. Got the living shit beat out of him. His promos fucking stink. (laughs) Oh my God! Is this Dominic a horrible promo? Rich, it's so bad. I just can't understand this. This company employs hundreds, literally hundreds of wrestlers. I would say conservatively, eighty percent of them are probably better than Dominic. Men on that are that are under contract. Seventy-five. Can we say seventy? All of them. Are. <laughs> I mean, maybe all of them. Yet Dominic is getting the fucking rocket <laughs> strapped to him. I just don't get it. 75%. Rich, there's not a single wrestler under contract in this company who's not better than Dominic. <laughs> He's awful. He's not, He's not good. good. He does like a high cross body off the top to the floor and gets caught by four people. And people go nuts like he's like the second coming of his father. Or they think he's like fucking, uh, you know, Juventud Guerrera. He stinks. <laughs> he, showed, he showed me nothing. I mean, honestly, honestly, if this guy wasn't Rey Mysterio's son and has performed exactly the way he's performed now, would anyone be saying that he had potential? No. Of course not. They'd be saying, why is this clown on TV who can barely run the ropes? Why is this guy on TV? This is baffling to me. And I have no interest in anything (laughs) involving Dominic. Nothing. I just I don't understand why we're supposed to sympathize with him. Why do I care? I don't care about Dominic. I never care about these angles where like family is involved. I never care about them. I want to see pro wrestlers have matches with where they don't like each other and their stakes. I don't care about your son. I have no interest in your dopey son. In your overgrown fucking son who's a foot taller than you. I have no interest. Okay? You want to send him to the little PC and so he can learn to run the ropes and be a wrestler like his daddy? Fine. I don't want to see him until he's a finished product. I have no interest in, in Dominic fucking Ray's son who's like isn't a wrestler. I don't care. Get him off my screen. <laughs> this is a SummerSlam match. I can't believe that. That's what I mean. Like, 
an untrained goof in there with Seth Rollins. I, uh, I had no interest. Which I have no interest. Uh, U.S. Championship match. Apollo Crews defending his title against MVP. Uh, he's definitely losing this. Cedric Alexander is definitely turning on him, right? Uh, Maybe the lights flicker. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. The Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. It's not enough that we have the Street Profits, a very good tag team. Andrade and Angel Garza, a very good tag team. We have opposing managers in Bianca Belair and Zelina Vega. It's not enough to say we're going to defend our titles and we're going to prove that we're better than you guys. And you can come for our titles, but you're not going to win them. And Andrade and Angel Garza go, no, we're better than you, so we're going to win your titles. No, we need to have somebody get poisoned, Joe. Somebody must be poisoned. And they have to go, oh, man, who poisoned? Oh, my God, who poisoned Montez Ford? Could be anybody on this roster. And then it obviously be Zelina Vega, which everybody saw a mile away. It's so dumb. This TV show is so stupid. Awful. Nobody could like this. You it's... are an idiot if you like this. I can't. I again. I just like. What else do you watch? I just want to know. I just want to know what other shows you watch, what movies you see, what are your top five movies of all time, what music do you listen? I just want to know this stuff. There you have it, folks. You're an idiot if you like. <laughs> Come on, Rich Crage. He was poisoned. The poison thing was so bad. Yeah, I, don't know. I just told because you. he was I... poisoned. Then he gets back in the ring and they're like, well, apparently he's okay. (laughs) It's like, he couldn't move 10 seconds ago. Now he's fine. And then a week later, they're like, oh, he looks like 100%. So he's like, who cares? You poison the red cup. What are we doing? It's junk. So bad. Oh, my God. Universal Championship match. Actually, fuck that. We're not doing the uh, the post-show. I'm not going to watch this shit. Oh, my God. We we must, though. (laughs) The problem, okay, so here's the thing where, where, because if I don't, watched it live on Sunday, there's zero chance of watching this You're never ever. I'm never getting to it. I'll think about it. I'll say, I'll watch it Tuesday. I'm never going to watch it Tuesday. Are you kidding me? Right, right. Wednesday, I'll say, I'll watch it during the day Wednesday. Ah, I'm not going to watch it. And then Thursday's going to come, and I'm going to have to either watch all of it while I'm, like, you know, driving home from work, or I just fucking watch it on Sunday with everybody else and enjoy the banter. So Your, your motivation here is watching it along with Twitter and in the Slack and enjoying God. it that way. Because otherwise watching it by yourself oh on God. Tuesday night. Right. And you, you just, there's no motivation because you don't want to watch it. You just want to be part of the fucking banter. I get it. I totally get it because look at this. Why would you want to watch this? So I understand. So Strowman, <laughs> Strowman and the fiend are going to have another fucking cinematic classic. <laughs> you know, I mean, here's the thing about these cinematic matches. Like, and, and here's why it's like, like even if you did like them in the beginning, why would you like them now? Because they don't matter. Like, didn't Strowman get eaten by an yes, alligator? Yes, he, was, he, he was literally eaten and, and and dead, and then returned a week later. But then he's just on Raw the next night. Yeah. So what does it matter? So that's another thing with these things. Nothing that happens in these cinematic things matters. Right. AJ Styles AJ died Styles for three weeks. Yeah, he was fine. Uh, who fell off the side of the? Was it Ray? Ray. Yeah, he's fine. Somebody else did too, and they made the splat sound, remember? <laughs> right. So it's like nothing that happens in these matches matters because you're just on TV the next day anyway. So wh- why get into them? I mean, you're just, you know, go watch a fucking, like I said, go watch fucking Harry Potter or whatever the fuck. Like, why do you need this out of your wrestle? It doesn't make sense. But you know, we're going to get another fucking. It's going to be terrible. Yeah, it's going to be terrible, and we're going to waste 25 minutes talking about it on the post-show yep. and trying to figure out what the fuck, you know, and um, 
who's our boy? Who's our boy? Uh, he'll he may, hopefully he'll break it down for us. Again. Oh yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Joker Joker McGee what was his name? Joker McGee. Was, yeah, we'll go Joker McGee. It wasn't that. I, I remember the name, but I, I was I. I Somebody from Reddit said, please don't say the names of the people, so that's fine. Whatever. It's an anonymous fucking username. I don't care. If the, you know what? Whatever. If that's their dumb rules, they can talk about all shit about us all day, and we don't care, so it's fine. Hold on a second. It's an anonymous – it's not even like a person's real name. We can't say who a poster is on a public forum. <laughs> I know. We can't I, name the poster's name. Look, whatever. I don't care. I'm going to think of that name and say it. Just <laughs> you were close. You were very, very close. I will say it's, that. It, it's, it's not Joker McGee? It's not Joker McGee. You're, you're close, though. It's uh, it's Joker, and then it starts with a D. That'll, that'll give you that. So. All right. Well. Maybe you can figure it out later. But um, Joker Dopey is going to break it all down <laughs> that for Joker Dopey. That's basically I'm, it. I'm fucking yeah. Tell us how brilliant it is. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I, I hope they're going to do stuff in the ring, too. They're going to do stuff with Thunderdome. I I Joe, I would bet my fucking house Braun Strowman's going to be in the middle of the ring, in the Thunderdome. All the lights are going to go out, and the fiend is going to appear on all the screens, and he's going to laugh. Oh, and they're going to say, scared. "Mind game is being played here by the fiend, Bray Wyatt." And he's going to go, ha, 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 ha. and then light come yeah, on. and Joker Dopey is going to go. This this is like the fiend is in Braun Strowman's head. That's the symbolism here. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. What a story! What an unbelievable story here. Yeah. As the ring well, fills with smoke, and... I think the fiend and uh, and and fallen prey girl should just light each other on fire and just both <laughs> go away. Right, that would work. You know, um, it's just so dumb. I can't believe it. This this is what I'm reduced. I never thought this is what it would come <laughs> it's to. Pro wrestling. Eight years ago, when we started this, I didn't think this is what it would come. Oh to. Oh my god, I'm going back and like I'm watching, or I'm looking at the descriptions because we're trying to get all the archives of our, our past shows up. Where we're gonna do it, we'll have an archive available to our, our Patreon subscribers very soon, uh, yeah. hopefully. But I'm reading the show descriptions and I'm like, yeah, it's like Joe and Rich talk about the G1 climax, and Brock Lesnar versus you know, John Cena, and, da, 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 and I'm like, God damn it, <laughs> like it just yeah. Like, that's Imagine what wrestling if... used to be. And I'm listening, and you and I are complaining about the booking of Daniel Bryan. You're like, I just, I don't care that they call him a goat. I just want to see him, you know, wrestle and win matches. Like, yeah. Little does goat this show Stumper. know they're going to be talking about the Fiend facing Braun Strowman in a match where Braun Strowman got eaten by an alligator. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. I mean, really. And, and, you know, it's like, imagine, like, Kazuchika Okada was facing. Dominic Naito at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Like, not Tetsuya Naito, but his son Dominic. Like, why? Like, who comes up with this shit? And why Why are these viable ideas to begin with? You know, like, like that's the absurdity of it. As absurd as that sounds, that's the shit that they hand you here. There's one more match, I think. There is. WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre defending his title against Randall Orton. You think Orton wins here? Best work of his career. God, I—I I mean, I wish I could do the bare minimum. People would say, "Rich, you're doing an incredible job." Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I think I think I am too. So. I mean, he's doing a nice little job, but geez, I mean, he Drew goes McIntyre, you say you're <laughs> the promos. I love. Oh, great promo work by Randy Orton. <laughs> Same promo he's been doing 20 for minutes, fifteen years. The legacy of this company, the legacy that I've created in this company. <laughs> Just yeah. Like, oh my God! Great work by Randy Orton. <laughs> like, Same fucking promo for fifteen guys. Years. Come and go, and I, the legacy I've created here, I remain. 
bullshit. Anyway, oh, um, well, I was hoping you would finish that. Nah, off I don't know what he said. It was, it was really good. I mean, I it was it was care. it was it was deadly accurate, and I wanted <laughs> you to finish it off. Uh, you think Orton wins here? I, I listen. You I know Flair, I've I, I, I think Flair's turning on Drew. I've said this many times during this preview, but I just don't <laughs> give a fuck. All right, I I couldn't care less. Like, really, could you drum up any enthusiasm no. for caring about who wins this match? No, zero. I mean, this is what – look, I don't even think Randy Orton's a bad choice to put at the top of the card because who else is there? So you just dust off the Randy Orton routine that he's been doing for the last decade and a half, and it's a better option than ever because you've, you've just, you have, you had a chance you to build up nobody. Andrade. Yeah. You had a chance to build up Angel Garza. You had a chance to build up uh, a million different guys. You never did it. So this is what you're left with. And, um, you know, it's, it's, and it's amazing. The guy can just go out there and do the same promos he's been doing for 15 years, and people think this is the greatest work he's ever done. The guy's had shitty matches with Edge. He's doing the same shitty promos he's been doing for 15 years, and people are raving like he's doing so, like, like this, this groundbreaking, incredible work. It is baffling to me what people are watching and what they're seeing that I'm not seeing. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. You just did the Randy Orton promo. You just did it's the same promo he does every week, and it's the same promo he's been doing since 2005. What it makes it so great now? Is it because the bar has been lowered on everything else, and everything else is such shit? Could that be it? The rest of the company's so bad that boring shit from 2008 is now looks great. I think that might be it. You know, Drew's not exactly fucking, uh, you know, he's not exactly a mountain of charisma himself out there. Okay, let's not let him off the hook. You know, so it's like, this is just, this is like a mid-card feud from like 2011. Yeah. Is what this is. Yeah, the best part about this too is, I'm, you know, going through obviously with the boys of Summer Series on voicewrestling.com slash Patreon. And they're literally going like step by step to how like previous builds have been. Like right down to Shawn Michaels getting assaulted on the go-home show. To build up yeah. the match. That's how they built up Brock Lesnar versus Triple H in, in, in 2013 or whatever. Or 2012, I should say. Just exactly by the book. Basic as fuck. <laughs> you know, story time. They just have nothing else. They have no other stories to tell. They just go right back to what they had Bruce five Pritchard. years ago. Yeah, he's got no ideas. He doesn't watch modern wrestling. Knows no clue what's going on in wrestling. Knows nothing else outside of that system. It's just, yeah. It's fucking garbage. So, all right. Let's move on from this. I got to. There's nothing good. I don't know. What, what do you want me to talk about? What's good? What's no, good that you want me to talk that. about? Yeah. I'm not arguing. <laughs> no, I'm saying what's next do you want me to talk about? Because nothing's good. Oh, yeah. You well, want these kick yeah. up for wrestling stipulations? What do you want? Let's do New Japan and bury that now. Let's do New Japan um, Cup USA where Kenta can't fucking beat Jeff Cobb and he needs a ref bump to do it. Perfect. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> even that show. I can't even have that show. I've even, no. there's been people I've texted with and I've said New Japan Strong and, and the people are saying, ah, I'm kind of bored of everything going on. What, what's good? And I said, New Japan Strong, New Japan USA. That stuff's been good. It's been clean. That person that I was texting with texted me immediately when the show was over and said they used a ref bump. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I know. I know. I don't know. And what do I tell you? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Bullet Club and that's just what they're going to, I mean, they didn't do it the week before. Right. You know, but. They had Kenta do it. Like, why does Kenta need the ref bump versus a guy like Jeff Cobb? I get it against someone at his level or above, but Cobb is just a mid-carder. Like, why did they need to do that? Yeah, he's not a full-time roster guy either. He's not even like yeah, he's a... even on the roster. Right, yeah, so... that's a good point. Like, what are you protecting <laughs> Jeff Cobb for? I don't for? know. Why can't Kenta just fucking 
whatever finish he's going to use, whether it's a submission finish or maybe he wants to get him up there for the go to sleep. It's a big man. Whatever. Just beat him. It's Jeff fucking Cobb. It's Jeff Cobb on like your D show. That's <laughs> right. the other thing. Like, you know what I mean? This isn't like, you know, it's fuck the fucking G1. It's not fucking King of Pro Wrestling. It's fucking New Japan strong in front of no fans, you know, in another country. And you still can't beat this mid Carter who's not on the roster without a ref bump. It's frustrating, Rich. I know. I thought we, I had, I thought we had one show, and now we don't even have that show anymore, so. He'll cheat to beat David Finley. Oh, for too. sure, hundred percent. Yeah, he's winning this he'll, cup, and he's going to cheat for sure. He'll cheat to beat David Finley too. It's just, uh, you know, that's you know, it's it's it's, and when the New Japan main events are full of that stuff and everything, it just it makes it feel like the whole company is just poisoned with this. You know, it's always there and it's always been there, but it's more prominent at at certain times than others. And this is one of those times where you just can't escape this stuff in New Japan, and it's a shame. But ACH looked real good last week. I don't know if you watched that. Yeah, match. I watched everything. Yeah, so so we'll run down the card here real quick. So New Japan Cup USA, uh, two matches here. David Finley defeats Tamatonga. Uh, Kenta defeats J- uh, Jeff Cobb, as we said. Good. I, I like the match a lot. It's, it just kind of sucked that the finish had to be uh, the way it was. But yeah, the match that really stood out to me and one that you absolutely should go out of your way to check out if you have not. Blake Christian, Mysterioso, PJ Black. Uh, they defeat the team of ACH, Alex Zane, and TJP. I thought all six men looked incredible here. ACH looked unbelievable Blake Christian this was the best I've seen of him Mysterioso I was most impressed by him this night TJP was just you know, perfect as 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 he almost always is uh in the ring I thought Alex Zane was good I thought PJ Black was, I mean this match ruled this was awesome yeah really good match really good six-man match you I can have match. wrestling like I, people oh uh, there's no fans you can't really have like no you can <laughs> you can have a good wrestling match you know, the guys can just get in the ring and do shit and it can be good yeah I yeah and ACH <laughs> ACH looked incredible and and he worked this completely different than the way he worked the Game Changer shows the previous weekend, where the Game Changer shows he's kind of doing his heel thing on the American Indies, and he's like the heel veteran, and he's slowing it yeah, down. Yeah, he was super ACH here again, for sure. Here he was super ACH, yeah. He, he's in New Japan, and he's doing what New Japan is asking him to do, which is be super ACH, and, and that's what he was, and he looked great. And it's, 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 he's just evolving so much as a performer where he can be different things in different places. And, um you know, and I and, I, and I always appreciate that. And he just, man, he just, just athletically and with his timing, he just looks so great. That one sequence where he just cleaned house and then finished it off with the die. He did two dives in the one sequence and then finished it off with the die. He just, he looks so good. So I really hope that New Japan is his eventual landing spot because I think that's uh, would be perfect for him and, uh, you know, would keep him in the major league scene and all that. And, and, um, and, and he seemed to enjoy himself in Japan when he was there. We talked about that last week. So that was a real encouraging match. Blake Christian, again, just exactly how we laid it yeah, out. Yeah, he was, he was so much better than he's been anywhere else because he, he was able to kind of be grounded a little bit. He didn't go too nuts, but he was able to show off, you know, the stuff he needed to, but did it all in, in, in a way that just didn't seem like a guy just out there doing flips to do flips. In the context of a match where he had a role to play, you know, with some structure. And that's so important. It's what we talked about last week. You know, and I think um, they've got some pieces here that they're developing. This Mysterioso looks like a keeper. And Alex Zane is a guy they clearly like. And we've talked about TJP a million times. I mean, he's a he's a Swiss Army knife. You'd be nuts not to want him on your roster. Oh, he was so good in this so, match. He was just he, he played whatever role you want him perfectly and, and, and fit into any match you need perfectly. It's 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 amazing. If he wasn't such a chud on Twitter, this guy would be 
Yeah, I, yeah. And that stuff I don't even care about. Just I, I'm hiring you to wrestle. Just get in and wrestle. Right, and, and maybe delete the Twitter account because you do yourself yeah, no I, favors. I, he does himself no favors there. That, that... Does himself no favors. It's like at the same time, it's like it doesn't even really matter to me though. Like I just want to watch people wrestle. You know, unless you're a complete fucking, you know, you know, it's like just don't follow him then. You know, what do I care what he says on Twitter? What do I care if he wants to get? He's a guy who likes to argue. Mm-hmm. Is what it comes down to, and he likes to be a contrarian, like, like you did. You just fucking unfollowed him. We don't even see his tweets anymore. That's all. You know, you could eliminate that from your life very easily. It's just a dumb app. But as far as wrestling goes, I mean, the guy—they'd be nuts to not want him around. You know, it's crazy. He could work with anyone, and, yeah. and, and and does a great job with these young wrestlers and everything. So yeah, that match ruled. You know, and uh, you know we got Barrett Brown back in the mix in the opener. Uh, teaming with one of the Regal twins, I don't know where the other one was. Um, yeah, Logan was know. here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure where the other one went, but and they had Clark Connors and uh, Jordan Clearwater, which was another new guy um, who I know nothing about. But um, yeah, that was a nice little, decent little match. And I was surprised that the Clark Connors side. Maybe I shouldn't have been. I mean, those dojo guys are going to keep losing as long as I got the black tights on, right? But for whatever reason, I thought maybe Connors would win one. Since he was in there with guys that could easily be beat, right, right, you can beat Logan Regal and it doesn't matter. But yeah, that's that's his role. So that's just Shabbat is going to keep beating these guys. Until... <laughs> I love it though; it's perfect. I like it. it yeah, it's it's you know it, it, you know structure and booking tiers. We talk about this all the time. On one hand, they could be boring, right, because you could predict ninety percent of the outcomes. On the other hand, they rule because then when it comes time to elevate someone, it's easy to do so. They just have to beat someone above their level. And then you're you're surprised by it as a viewer, and it's a lot of fun. And so there's positives and negatives, but I've always been someone who prefers structured, tiered, you know, booking with booking tiers to whatever the fuck it is that WWE does, where it's just a fucking everyone's on a hamster wheel, and none of the wins ever matter because everyone's on the same level. You know, I'd rather have it be predictable, and then when it comes time for those for those big elevations or upsets. They're meaningful, you know, like like uh, Fredericks beating Cobb in the uh, in the tag match on the opening, whatever this show was called before Strong, um, you know that was a clear a collision when it was called New Japan Collision, mm-hmm. Lions Break, and, yeah, uh, Lions Break Collision, yeah, Lions Break Collision, and Carl Fredericks out of the black tights wins a tag match. You took notice, and what we ended up talking about him mm-hmm. for like three weeks, yep. you know. When's the last time someone in WWE won a match and we talked about it for three weeks? <laughs> right, right. You know, so that you know that that's why I preferred tier uh, tiered booking structures. All right, uh, so that was the New Japan USA New Japan Strong this uh, this week on the show August twenty first. We have Kenta versus David Finley will be uh, the main event, the New Japan Cup USA Finals. I don't know uh, Jay White's on the show too. I think right? Isn't this the one that yes. that Jay White's on? Yeah, I don't have the full card in front of me, but it looks like a pretty interesting one. Uh, again, it'll be nice to see Jay White again, finally. So, Yeah, let me see, because we have a couple more New Japan topics. I'll see if I can pull up that card while you see it. Yeah, I there. thought I had it, and then now I can't find it, so I'm not, I don't know. Okay, I'll grab it. it. So, yeah, I'll yeah. All right. Um, all right. <laughs> we got to talk about these, Joe. We finally got it. The full card for the August 26th Summer Struggle Show on New Japan World. Uh, we have our first of the KOPW stipulations. 
Uh, some other matches on the card, though, real quick before we, uh, we we go over the stipulations. Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Roki Goto versus Gabriel Kidd, uh, Yuya Uemura, and Yotsuji. I think Gabriel Kidd is now off that show. I forget. Uh, he has a neck injury, so I don't know who's replacing him as of right now. That, that I think, happened while we were putting our notes together. So uh, there's that. Uh, Master Wato, Tenzan, Ibushi, Tanahashi versus Duki, Kenamoro, Zack Sabre Jr., and Taichi. So that's the non-KOPW matches. And then, Joe, are you ready for the KOPW? Let's do it. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna get grumpy again. So we're we're prepared. I'll prepare to be the 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 not. Oh, you hate fun assholes. I just like fucking pro wrestling. I just like guys getting in the ring and proving they're better than the other guy. I'm sorry. I won't apologize for liking pro wrestling, but you have to do that a lot these days. Satoshi Kojima versus El Desperado. This will either be a finisher only match or a no finisher match. Okay, I don't have a lot of complaints about this one. Like the two very opposite. Um, stipulations for the fans to vote on, but some of these get real silly. I don't have a ton to say about this one. Do you hate this one? Uh, I I want to see how it is in practice. I if 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 you can only do your finisher, and that's because some people are reading it as oh the match can just end by your finisher, and some people are saying your end your match has to end via something else. Okay, I read I it that never... Kojima's just throwing lariats left and right until the match is over. Oh, no, 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 no. I read it as you can only win the match. Like, if, if the... Okay. If the one that says finishers only wins, I think you can only win the match using your finisher. Okay. And I think if the other stipulation wins, you are, you are not allowed to win your match using your finisher. In other words, Kojima can't use the Western lariat. Yes. He'd have to win it with something else. Well, I hope you're right. (laughs) I hope you're right. The problem with this is what is going to be classified as um, what's going to be classified as as the finisher for um, Desperado. Yeah, what's the finisher? Well, that's what I hate about this, And, and, and even to its core of why I hate this one, even though it's probably one of the better of the stipulations, is. In the actual context of a pro wrestling match, yes, you have your signature moves, your finishing moves or whatever. But ideally, like, you don't say, this is my finisher move. This is what I'm going to use today to defeat you. You know what I mean? Like, that's not how it's actually supposed to be structured. You should try to do whatever you can to finish. And if it is the me- the move that you're kind of known for, then great. That's good. But, like, it doesn't always have to be that move or whatever. But that's not what we're doing here. Like, it, the guy has to come in and say, this is my move. This is the move I will hit you to win the match. Like... Well, he has a lot. The thing with Desperado is he uses a lot of different moves to finish. Right, I, I know. So I guess he's at the beginning of the match has to say, this is the move. You well, know? then why would Kojima just say, all right, well, then I can't win with a body slam? You're right. I know. <laughs> Dude. And this is one of the ones that isn't. I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm backing away. I know. I, are we being too hard on just this silly little tournament? No, I don't think I am. I, I don't think I am because... Yeah, it's a silly little tournament. It's nothing. Yeah, who cares? Ha ha. Whatever. I, I don't want any of this seeping in. I don't want dollar store DDT. I'll just go watch DDT yeah. if I want dollar store DDT. Right. I'll, I'll go. No, I'll go with the established company that has done comedy wrestling better than anybody has over the last twenty years or whatever. That that does it better than everybody. That that, that perfected the art of it. I'll go watch that. And the thing that I have with you know the problem too is is when you do this and you 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 inject comedy and ha 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 and ha ha you know not wink wink nudge nudge is that it's way harder than to snap into okay now it's real now this is a real match okay now but focus on even, this match is this even supposed to be comedy mm, i'm not laughing <laughs> um 
I think some of them will end up being comedy. We're being told that the Pinche Loco is officially his the finisher that's been named okay. as the one that he either has to win with or will not be allowed to okay. win with. I mean, of all the matches, this one I'm probably being a little more harsh on. This one I don't hate too much. Who proposed each? Did Kojima say? Uh, Kojima was the finishers only, I believe, and then Desperado was the no finishers. So Kojima wants to use that Western. Yeah, Iron. he wants to fucking take his head off and win. So, Right. Well, as a fan, why wouldn't you just vote for the babyface stipulations? Why would you want the heels? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. Next, Toruyano and Bushi. Oh, God. Just the Toruyano versus Bushi match alone is going to make me groan. But now we have. Yeah. I don't want to watch this under any circumstances. <laughs> right. I wouldn't watch this if it was on a normal show. But uh, this is going to be a two-count pinfall match or a five-count ring-out match. Okay. Who proposed what? I believe Toruyano proposed the two-count pinfall match and that Bushi. Why would he why would he want that if he's like a heavyweight? Let, let me make hold on. Let me make sure that that's actually the, the correct thing. I want to make sure I have these. Wouldn't it make more sense for the five? Because he always tries to win by count out. Wouldn't it make more sense for the five count ring out for Yano? And wouldn't it make more sense for Bushi as a junior to want the two count? It would, but it no, I'm I'm right. Yeah, it's Yano that's doing the two count. Okay, so this is so fucking stupid. It's backwards. <laughs> Why would Bushi propose? A stipulation that works into Toroyano's the, yeah, Tor- the Belkin ring. Toroyano can tie him up to the ring corner. One, two, three, four, five. Boom, done. And he wins. The, the guy's whole gimmick is that he wins by count out a lot. <laughs> right. So why would you make it easier for him to win yeah, by count out? T-shirt dork. Who knows? <sighs> Rich, this stinks. It's fucking garbage. It's trash. Um, <laughs> I do enjoy this though. Uh, Show proposes a submission match, and Sonata goes, eh, "That's fine." Uh, <laughs> you're not even like Sonata is so low energy. Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm so confused. Like, get excited, Joe. Get hyped because Sonata is bringing to the table uh, whatever the other guy picks. Whatever, I don't care. Well, didn't didn't Show <laughs> propose submission match, and then Sonata? proposed no pinfalls isn't that what it is i think so yeah and... so it's essentially the same thing <laughs> right. well on, on, like... on their actual website it just says that um yeah it just says submission that it's that one's already said to go it said uh sonata for his part has taken this challenge in stride cold skull appears to be certainly for show's wavelength only offering up a make your opponent give up as his rule suggestion so okay so there you go so show says i want a submission oh match and sonata says how about a match where you have to make your opponent give up and they can't even probably get... like, yeah, I think that's the same thing there, pal. So. They can't even get this get right. Get excited, Joe. Get hyped for this. <laughs> like, you are, oh, you're being too hard on it. This stinks. This sucks. Come on. Oh, God. Garbage. They can't even get this right. <laughs> Garbage. Like, here's the problem. You know what the problem with this is? It they, sucks? They... <laughs> it's a shoot, and they let these guys really pick the steps. That's the problem. And th- these guys are too dumb to get the stipulations right. Like, the, I don't think the company picked the steps. I think they let these guys pick the steps as a shoot. And of course it's going to go haywire because Sonata, not only does he not understand what's happening, he doesn't care. So he just said, all right, I'll do it. Like, he doesn't understand. He's conf- He's a wrestler. He doesn't care. He shows up to the building and does what he's told. Do you think he goes home and thinks about this? Like, Hell some no. Dope- they probably said, hey, you need, to, you need to give us your match. And he goes, all right, all right, 
think of it. So he probably said, well, what'd the other guy pick? Yeah, submission match. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> or they probably tried to explain to him how this works, and he didn't get it. And they were just like, whatever. Just we're going to do two submission matches. Because he's all right. He doesn't care. No. He's supposed to show up and get paid. Why did they – I'm, I'm telling you that's what happened here. <laughs> Absolutely. They just let these guys pick themselves. Same thing with Kojima. I bet you Despy picked no finisher, and Kojima was like on the phone with Gato and was like, dude, I don't fucking care. What the other guy pick? No finisher. All right, I'm picking finishers. Let me go eat my fucking bread. These guys don't give a shit, especially these veterans. They're all bad. They're all bad. Vain event time. Okada versus Yujiro Takahashi. Okada is a one versus three handicap match. And Yujiro Takahashi is a lumberjack with leather belt match. Why wouldn't (laughs) Yujiro pick the one on three? (laughs) And why wouldn't Okada? So I'm saying you asked me if we're too hard on it. I don't think we're hard enough, Joe. Why would Okada? Why wouldn't Okada want to get his hands on that leather belt to beat these guys who have been torturing him and feuding with him for the last four months or whatever it is? And why wouldn't Yujiro want the three-on-one advantage? Why is Okada intentionally putting himself in a Well, I think he wants to prove that he can beat all these guys at the same time type thing. Yeah, but it's still dumb. I, I agree. This is WWE bullshit. That's what this is. It's junk. You want to vote now on all these? You want me to pick? Yes, let's do it. Okay, so Okada versus Yujiro. Do you want the one versus three handicap match or the lumberjack with leather belt death match? C, neither is not an option. So I abstain. I'm going to go with the... I'm going to go with the one-on-three I, handicap match. That is losing, right? Now, the Lumberjack with leather belt death match is winning because that is a better match. So I'm just going to pick the worst ones because uh, we well, can't vote on show versus Sonata because Sonata can't be bothered to. I got another – look, I got another detail here, which is going to anger me even more. Oh, no. So in the chat room, according to J. Michael Mastro, Despy proposed finishers only. Okay. And Kojima just kept agreeing. So <laughs> <laughs> So Despy he also proposed, didn't get it. They had to say, no, 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 no. No, you have to say a different thing. And he's like, oh, that's fine with me. I don't care. <laughs> you know, like, I'm telling you, these people just don't get it. Yeah. So Despy proposed the drag op- of a cigarette and goes, I don't fucking care, to be honest. Yeah. So Despy proposed the opposite in response so it would work. So, like, Despy understands. But, like, Ko- like, it's exactly what I said, and I didn't even know. Kojima was just like, I don't care. Let's do a submission match. But then, the, like, Despy finally, to just make the thing work, decided to propose the opposite because Kojima didn't get it. So Despy's stip ended up being Kojima's stip because Kojima just agreed. So then Despy picked something else just to balance it out. So now Despy picked a stip that he didn't want the opposite of in the first place. Get excited. Just to have things to vote for. Get excited. What a fucking joke this is. Yeah. If, Why if, didn't Gato just pick them all? I know. I can't believe they didn't, but. All right. Yano versus Bushi. We got the five count ring out match or the two count pinfall match. I want option C, like Austin Harris. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Um, let's do the two count pinfall match. Well, yeah, no. Let me propose it. My option C. You didn't even let me say what it was. No, what do you got? Go go ahead. I want a five-count ring-out match, but if both of them get counted out at five, they both have to leave the company forever. (laughs) Never come back. 
No more Yano, no more Bushi. Just get rid of them both. I want if you get counted, if you lose, it's a loser leave town. You lose by count out, you're out. And if it's a double count out, you're both out. And I never have to watch either one of you wrestle ever again. That's what I want. Or have the, I can't wait for the annual G1. Toro Yano just had the best G1 match of the entire year conversation that will come yeah. up in a few weeks. That'll, I'm always fan, always, always excited about those ones. And it's always, a, it's, it's always an absolute brainiac that comes up with that one. Yeah. It's always someone who's real smart and understands, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, uh, that comes up with that. Imagine not thinking Toro Yano just had the best G1 match of the entire year. Yeah, that it, I I it wasn't hard to imagine, buddy. And now you're blocked because you're fucking stupid. Yeah. What's the next step? Uh, here? Well, here I got to vote on this one. I'll, I'll do the uh, five count ring out match. So that is okay. losing as well. I'm 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 choosing the losing ones uh, here. Two count pinfall is winning there. Uh, and then finally the uh, the strongest arm versus Desperados. Do you want finishers only or no finishers? Um. <laughs> I can't even get into the bit. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm trying. Let's go with Kojima because I just want to support my man Kojima. So he's losing like too. All right, we picked every wrong one. Everyone we picked is losing, so who cares? So there you go. All no right. finisher so match is the, winning. So all the ones that we picked are going to lose. And all the heels are winning. They're yes. stipulated. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Working out just great. For you. <laughs> nice job, guys. Good job. Good job. Good effort. <laughs> Oh dear God! All right, I don't know what Okada, are we talking? And, and this, this is like Okada that he should never be a booker ever in the history of yeah, his life. Yeah, if this is his idea, then I'm, uh, he is never allowed to have a pencil ever again. Like even to write, even to do anything. Like I'm just never giving him any writing utensils ever again because this is. Do you have, do you have any faith that the matches are going to be good? Hell no. Maybe maybe the- Show Sonata. Maybe Show Sonata. I think Kojima Despi might be good. That's true. What about the four-way final? Do you think that could be good? <laughs> no. A New Japan four-way? Because it's, it's going to involve Toru Yano and, and, and yeah, it's going to involve Toru Yano, and, and that's all that I really need to say. So, Or it'll involve Bushi with his fucking t-shirt on. So, You know what's going to happen? Remember all those junior tag three and four ways from like five years ago, which were perfectly fine matches. They were just redundant, right? Remember they'd have them, they'd open up like every show. Every major show, yeah, they do a three or four way junior tag with like the Young Bucks and Red Dragon and whoever Rocky Romero was teaming with that month, you know, whether it was Kozlov or Beretta, um, you know, and they, they'd have these, and everyone would complain about these perfectly fine three and a half star matches that would open up these shows. This thing will end with a four way match, which is utter shit, and there will be people who will claim it's great and that New Japan should do more of them. It just goes to show people are phonies. It's all who's involved. Do you know what I mean? Like, and maybe I'm complaining about something that hasn't happened yet, but can't you see like Toru Yano and like yeah, it's gonna be Desperado, Toru Yano, Sonata, and Okada. Okada having yeah. this awful four way because they because they don't know how to do it because they've never done it before, and it'll there'll be some comedy and people will claim it's great and. You know, when a couple of years ago they were saying that New Japan was doing ah too many four and three, this is America. But but you know, there'll probably be that same segment of people who who enjoy this. You know, it's but we'll see. I I think this thing all looks like it's going to be pretty bad. But um, you know, like everything else, I give it a fair chance, and we'll see what happens. But I, I I'm definitely not optimistic. All right, so that's New Japan. Um... I don't know where do we go next. Do we, God, go, do we talk man. about do we talk about all these shows getting canceled, uh, or do we talk about the uh, indie wrestling weekend? Uh, well, while we're burying things, 
I think we should talk about the Indie Wrestling Weekend. Because- All right. There's a huge Indie Wrestling Weekend this weekend, Joe. We got Game Changer Wrestling Tournament of Survival 5. We have Game Changer Wrestling is doing the Jimmy Lloyd's uh, Jersey Shore. We have Beyond Wrestling doing Wear Sunscreen because they'll also be on the Jersey Shore. And it's on a beach in the sun, so you have to wear sunscreen. Then we have an idea stolen from us, from this very show, tweeted out in December 2019. With the caveat saying, please steal this idea if you'd like. So, that's fair. I did take this, you know, I, I did offer someone to steal this. But Joe, the irony show to end all irony shows, Black Label Pro, Eric Stevens presents professional wrestling. This is where we are now. The joke the is now in that it's a good show. The, 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 the joke show, <laughs> the gimmick show, is a straight pro wrestling show. That's where we are with indie wrestling now. That's the gimmick. Like the, the yeah, gimmick the, the wink, wink, nudge, nudge is that this is going to be a show with good wrestlers on it. Yes, the outlier, the gimmicky thing to do is to just try to put together the best possible wrestling matches you can put together. That's like the the that's the uh, that's the hook. That's the abnormality. You're never going to believe what we're doing. We're putting together matches that look good. Can you believe it? We're not trying to be ironic. We've come full circle. We're being so ironic that it isn't ironic anymore. This is where we are with American indie wrestling, which we've been trying to tell you fucking stinks and has stunk for like two years now. It stinks so bad that an attempt to put together a regular old wrestling show <laughs> is the gimmick. <laughs> what have, What are we doing here? How did we get here? How did we get here, Rich? I'm just... <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh, my God. I have no idea what to say. Uh, so here, here's the original tweet that we made as well, just for, for reference here. October 2019, actually, I should say. Not even December. Uh, I said, here's an idea for WrestleMania Weekend 2020, a wrestling show that takes place in a ring and features men and women facing one another in professional wrestling matches to determine who is better. Feel free to steal this idea and run with it if you would like. So, Yeah. They did. So, Because this WrestleMania Weekend, which didn't happen, looked atrocious. I mean, it looked god-awful. It looked even worse than the year before. Yeah, that guy was, got canceled. Let's be honest. No, I'm just kidding, but kind I of. mean, fucking Alley Bat and all of that <laughs> bullshit, and fucking Warhorse versus Three Wolves, and fucking all kinds of. It was. I think people forget how bad WrestleMania weekend was 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 shaping up to be, and that's why you made that tweet. It's like it would be fucking. What would be ironic now would just be wrestling matches. Right. Joe and Rich and present we, wrestling matches. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, now that's literally happening. It's really happening. That there's a real, honest-to-God indie show where the gimmick is Eric Stevens presents professional wrestling. Just wrestling matches. And that's the gimmick. That's where we That's the joke. The joke is that it's going to be a wrestling show. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it looks like a decent show. Yeah, yeah, solid show. By the standards of 2020. Okay. You know, we've got to... Put that asterisk on there. By the standards of 2020, it looks like a decent show. Um, if this were like 2016, this would be like a third-tier show. Let's be completely on. But listen, you have to work with what you're given. It blows away the other three shows we're going to talk about. It's not even close. I mean, it's so by 
it's not even close how much better it is than the other three shows this weekend. But it's just this is this is what it's come to. And there are people who will argue with us and tell us that the indie scene is good. I I don't know, man. Not the high profile stuff. So I have uh, some of the matches here. We'll, we'll talk about them. Uh, we have a very good professional wrestler, FKA <laughs> Dasher Hatfield. Yes. Oh, my God. We'll be facing Warhorse. Yeah. On the show. Uh, Lee Moriarty versus Josh Alexander. That sounds awesome. Into that. Uh, Anthony Henry versus Ben Carter. That sounds pretty cool as well. Yeah. Uh, Bastard yeah. Bastard Cassidy versus Filthy Tom Lawler. Into that one as well. Eric Royal versus AJ Gray. That's a good match. Isaiah Velasquez versus Alex Shelley. I'm in. Uh, Violence is Forever versus Alexander Blake Christian. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah. the main event, uh, Calvin Tankman versus Eric Stevens, which I'm sure will also be pretty damn solid. So, Yeah, look, this is about as good as you're going to do in 2020. You know, so... Um, but it's just a shame that you have to do it as a gimmick to get to achieve it. Mm-hmm. But... This really is about, look, there's maybe a couple of names that you can could have had on here that you don't for whatever reason. I mean, not everybody's available. Maybe someone's got a booking somewhere else or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, maybe you want to get a Tony Deppin on there. You want to get a Jake something on there. You want to get a... Uh, well, what's perplexing is Jake something is on the gimmicky show before, but he's not on this show, which, I mean... Right, it's... I don't know if Eric yeah, yeah. knows what good wrestling is because Jake something's pretty damn good, so... You want to get an ACH or an Alex Zane on there. So there's other guys, but it's like, I get it. It's not like Zane, Zane have... for the record, people are going to correct you. Zane is on there. He's with Blake Christian against oh, okay, I yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah, I don't want someone point. to start. Guys got it wrong. I'm just naming names. Of, yeah, you know, I know. So I, I know. But, but it's like, I'm saying like, you can't just have your pick. Like people are busy doing other shit or don't want to take the booking or can't take the booking, but that's about as good as you're going to do. To do a show like this, it's just a shame that it's considered a gimmick. Yeah. It's so it's so weird to me. And they are running a, a double header, like that's the morning show, and then at night. So, how much do you feel if you're in town, you're booked on the second show, and you didn't get booked for the first one, which is just straight up professional wrestling, <laughs> right, good pro wrestling <laughs> with good wrestlers? Isn't that the promotion telling you that you're not a good pro wrestler and that you're nothing but like? It's, it's kind of weird, right? Like. Um, but at the same time, I guess you couldn't get everyone on the first show, but it's like, it's kind of a statement at the same time. Like, all right, well, you, you can't work the show with the good wrestling. You know, we're relegating you to the show with the bullshit. So we have the other BLP show that day, which is Kylie Ray against Blake Christian. Kylie Ray is the champion of this promotion. Uh, Jake something versus Chris masters who they've, uh, dug up, uh, Effie versus Gangrel. Ethan Page and Dan Housen versus the besties in the world. Trey Lamar versus Trey Miguel. Josh Bishop versus Gary J. Uh, Norris Garvin versus Levi Everett. I don't get the Levi Everett thing. Uh, Dan the Dad versus the Man Scout versus Colin Bellini oh. versus Banana Man Dan. Oh, sounds like one God. of the worst matches. Oh, no. Now, honestly, every that day show, was another stab in the fucking heart. Oh, my God. Honestly, that show isn't that bad either. It's really not. Yeah. There's just some stuff on there like. Look, the four-way comedy match is going to be atrocious. I mean, um, Jake Manning is going to take out that tent. I mean, <laughs> was there anything worse in New York at WrestleMania weekend than Jake Manning taking out that tent at 11 o'clock in the morning on, like, pancakes and pile drivers? It's like I had to get up at 8 o'clock in the morning to come into the fucking city to watch Jake Manning put a tent out. 
and do terrible tent spots that no one in the building thinks is funny. Not one person in the building was laughing at those tent spots. God, it's atrocious. And that Cabana Man Dan is a decent wrestler. He is, yeah. A lot of those guys are, yeah. Who who are all the names again? Dan the Dad. Okay, he's solid, but, you know. Used to be, but he, you know, now he's doing spots where where he puts you over his knee and spanks (laughs) spanks you. But we're the we're the no fun ones. We're just wanting pro wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, well, listen, look. The well, we're right. Pro- we're right, by the way. But we'll, we'll be we're, proven we're, right eventually. But that's fine. Of course, we're right. The Black Label Pro shows aren't bad. The following show is one of the worst indie lineups I've seen in my life, and I'm not even being facetious. This Beyond Wrestling Sunscreen Show. Are you ready for this, Rich? <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. We got Joey Janela versus Kimberly. <laughs> You're going to notice a trend here. Oh, no. Chris Dickinson versus Priscilla Kelly. So the YouTube views have not been good is what I'm what I'm getting at here. Is that is that the case here? We need some revenue. Who, who, on, who on earth wants to see Chris Dickinson wrestle Priscilla Kelly? I mean, really? <laughs> Why is that appealing to anyone? They're both very good pro wrestlers, too, but can all uh, be useful. Well, eh, one of them. She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. <laughs> But what? Why would anyone want to see that? Right. Myron Reed and Jordan Oliver. Oh God! I just Trish- saw one of the matches. Oh dear God! <laughs> it took me aback how bad it was. Myron Reed and Jordan Oliver versus Christian Casanova and Tasha Steeles. <laughs> Slade versus the Alley Cat. <laughs> I mean, why? Willow Nightingale versus Max Caster and his band of fucking buffoons that he brings with him I like, Bear I like, I like Max Caster actually but versus Willow Nightingale <laughs> yeah that's not the way I would book him Max, Max Caster gender. versus Chris Dickinson sounds a lot better to me but you know you do you Bear Country versus Pretty Pooper it's just <laughs> I don't even know who that is Lady Frost it's pretty Victor proper I, I think I, you may have uh, did a Freudian slip there it's pretty yeah, it's pretty, pretty proper. proper. Yes, yes. It's um, something called Victor Benjamin and Lady Frost. I don't know what that is. I don't know who they are. Maybe they're fucking. Maybe it's fucking Toshiaki Kawada and Akira Hokuto. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm I'm guessing it's not. Okay. Rich, if that if you're this missing sh- Joe, you're missing one of the matches. This is the one I thought you were gonna say. That's all I have. What do you? Oh my god, I, I got another one. This is the one that took me aback. I was I was startled when I saw this. Lay it on. So you've already called what, what appears to be one of the worst city shows I've ever seen in my life. It just sounds deplorable. Awful. Sounds deplorable. This show With talented people, back- too. There's a difference between a shitty indie show where you go and it's just like a bunch of fat dudes that don't know what they're doing. When you have, like, talented, like, Chris Dickinson is one of the better wrestlers in the world. And you're putting him in with Priscilla Kelly. Yeah, he's, in, he's on a show where he is going to be in a just, yeah. All right. I mean, what are we doing here? Um, if this show was in the backyard, I'd draw the blinds. <laughs> you ready for this match? And then call the cops and remove these vagrants from my property. Uh, yeah, what's what, what's the match I'm missing? Okay, here? it is another intergender match. Yeah, it's Solo Darling versus Pinky Sanchez. Oh come on, no, it's not. You're making <laughs> that up. God. You're making that up. I got taken aback. I went to Beyond's Twitter page and I saw the image of fucking Pinky Sanchez staring at me. You heard me, like on the air. I went, ah, God, like it was. That can't be a real match. It's a real match. Nah. It ain't. 
You're making it up to, to troll me. Nope. You're trolling me, Rich. Nope. It's one of the worst matches I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's <laughs> awful. Oh, oh my god. Well, GCW's got some fun stuff this weekend, though. I I, I don't. <laughs> it's not great, but it, it, it's it's fine. The baseline like, of GCW is usually pretty solid. So. What the. Uh... Jimmy I'll turn Lloyd, survival, Jersey not 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 the not the Jimmy Lloyd's Jersey, Jersey Shore. Here's yeah, but here's the thing with Game Changer Wrestling. I don't care what the lineups look like anymore because the shows are always bad. Like, what does it matter how good the lineups look if the shows never fucking deliver? It's a trash promotion with bad matches. Can someone just say it already? It's bad. It's never good. Game Changer shows are never good. They're just not. So you can ignore the lineups because then it's just a bunch of – it's just slop. It's always just sloppy bullshit. So I'm sick and tired of Game Changer and being nice about it. Okay? They've done good business. They do good things. They're the top indie in the country. I praise them for their business model and, and, and everything they've done. Their shows fucking stink. And I'm tired of pretending they don't. There's, How about see, that, At Rich? the first hour, you were saying, oh, you're upset, Rich. I'm not upset. There you go. Deep breaths, Joe. Deep breaths. See, fuck it. Because they, they stink. The matches, the, the shows always stink. And this is where we are with indie wrestling. A good wrestling show with good matches is, is the outlier. It's the anomaly. It's the fucking, uh, you know, it's a gimmick. And, and we have to pretend that Game Changer is good. This is where we're at. It's all fucking trash. Throw it all in the trash. Let's move on. I can't even do this topic anymore. Yeah, let's, there's nothing else to talk about. All right, so... A lot of people are canceling shows. Stardom has to cancel uh, the rest of the month now. Uh, initially, it was just a show last week, and they have now decided to cancel the rest of the month. So the Princess Cup, uh, or not the Princess Cup, the uh, the five star GP is on delay right now. Uh, Tokyo jo- Joshi Pro Wrestling Princess Cup semifinals that those were canceled. Uh, the Wave promotion has canceled a few shows. Uh, New Japan obviously canceled the show. Uh, last week, uh, Seedling has canceled the show. 2AW has canceled a few shows. And also, uh, one that we talked about last week, St. Louis Anarchy, Spirit of Spalding, also uh, was supposed to be running this weekend, but they are not going to be running this weekend. They're going to take, uh, I think, until September. They're going to be off. So, Yeah, and we'll come back and talk about that when they when they return. Um, but look, this is, uh, this is the COVID world we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these were going to happen. So I don't, have any grand, I don't have any grandstanding thing to talk about. It's just, you know, shows are going to get canceled. Hey. You got to live with it. You know, shows are going to get canceled. Shows are going to get, uh, you know, people are going to catch the thing. Um, you know, we're just powering through. And it's not just in America. It's in Japan, too. They're sneaking. They're putting fans in the buildings now. And now, you know, they've got wrestlers catching COVID and they're ca- canceling shows. And we're seeing it there. And it's just, you know, uh, as a world society, we've decided that we're just going to try to plow through this thing. And it is what it is. And um, you're going to see stuff get canceled. And. You're going to see wrestlers uh, come down with the thing. And, um, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know what people want me to say. Um, I'm not against anybody running. Um, you know, it's, it's I, I think these companies uh, need, you know, they need to run to survive. And you just make it as safe as you can. But you have to accept that this stuff is going to happen sometimes. Uh, let's talk about the live events because uh, this gets us right into AEW. Uh, they are officially announcing this is a press release that we received as well. Uh, quote, All Elite Wrestling announced it will host limited ticketed crowds 
of 10 to 15% capacity for its live shows at the Open Air Daily's Place Amphitheater in Jackson, Florida, uh, Jacksonville, Florida, starting on Thursday, April 27th, to safely bring back the energy of a live audience to AEW shows in compliance with state and local regulations and CDC guidelines. A select number of physically distant, uh, distanced uh, seating pods will be available for groups in two, three, four, or six around the outdoor venue. Uh, for the first ticketed show on August 27th, a maximum crowd of 10% capacity will be permitted uh, going forward as long as safety protocols are followed meticulously. A maximum crowd of 15% will be permitted at all live events at Daly's Place. So what do you make of this news that AEW is now allowing ticketed fans back into the arena? Or open air arena, we should say, yeah. I, I'm not worked up about it. I know some people are worked up about it. I don't have a problem with it at all. They've had fans there anyway um, for the last two months or so. So at the, the only change here is they're going to start charging tickets and, and you know and, and, and charging people to get in. Uh, they're going to put a few hundred people in a building that holds a few thousand people. They're going to uh, be wearing masks. They're going to uh, have them socially distanced. I don't have a problem with it. Um, you know, it's, it's there were fans there anyway. So I'm not going to sit here and pearl clutch when the only difference here is now they're going to charge them. Um, you know, and I think slowly we're going to see this happen. I think WWE is going to figure out a way to start, you know, getting paying fans in the buildings sure. uh, soon enough too. We know that indie shows, um, you know, have been doing this for what a month now, at least a, a month now. We're seeing them do it in Japan now. So um, I don't know. I'm not particularly worked up by it. I think if uh, if the local governments are allowing you to do it. And you are taking proper precautions and uh, doing everything in your power to at least uh, – and plus it's outdoors. I think that's the big key. Yeah, that, that does play, a, 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 I think, a pretty significant difference there is, is that you're outdoors. It's not – in, in, in indoor arena, even with this you know certain capacity and these pods or whatever, I, I don't totally love it. But outdoor, like you know, you read the research, you do some of the research, you know, and, and, and I've a lot of my research comes obviously from the nurse who's dealing with it on a daily basis or whatnot. And, and she seems to think, and, and, and her idea and a lot of the research is following it up that open air is just not nearly, I mean, it's just, it's not, unless you're in a big pile of people in the open air and you're screaming in each other's faces, like it seems very unlikely that you're going to contract it just by, you know, going outside and being in, you know, a big time arena. I mean, there's baseball stadiums near me, like independent ball that are allowing people in the audience. And it's just, you know, you buy your ticket and you sit away from people because, it's a big arena. It's a big stadium, and you don't have to sit next to people. And you know, you wear your mask when you're in line in the bathroom. You wear your mask when you're in line to get food or whatever, and that's it. And then you go to your seat, and you can wear your mask if you want. You can take the mask off if you want. That's all it is. But like open air seems more and more like it's not a big deal. So I can't get too worked up about this either. If this was in in an arena and we're gonna do fifty percent capacity or whatever, yeah, okay. Now I'm talking a little bit. Now I'm a little you know a little uneasy about it. But open air in a big giant place like Daly's place. 10 to 15% capacity? I, I can't get upset about that. I've been coming on this show every week saying that I don't understand why Major League Baseball is not selling tickets. In these giant 50,000-seat outdoor buildings, there's no reason you can't spread out 1,000 people or 2,000 people. I, I, you know, it's, it, you know, if they're wearing masks and, you're, and the concessions aren't open and maybe you want to do the staggered entry and exit if you want, um, you know, it just – I can't get worked up about this when restaurants are open – and last weekend I went to a fucking zoo and the zoo was packed. And uh, then we went to a, uh, out to eat after the fucking zoo and went to a packed restaurant. And uh, I'm supposed to get worked up because we're putting a, a few hundred people inside of an outdoor venue with their masks on, socially distanced. What kind of a hypocrite would I be? People are going to restaurants. They're getting on airplanes 
They're uh, going to fucking zoos. They're going to amusement parks. Amusement parks are open. So why can't AEW charge uh, and sell some tickets to an outdoor venue? Now, if this was an indoor venue, and you know, I might have more of a problem with mm-hmm. it. If if the rest of the if everything else was locked down and restaurants weren't open yet, bars weren't open, and amusement parks were closed, and this was like you know, if we were still in a lockdown, why are people pretending that we're still in a lockdown? I got news for you. We punted this a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, go outside. Leave the house. So you'll see. And I, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't consider myself, like, I, I've eaten indoors once. I've eaten outside a few times. I go grocery shopping. I do, And, like, I'm still the more protective end of, like, I have friends that are out in crowded bars every weekend. They're flying all over the place. They're doing whatever. It's, yeah, the, the idea that everyone's following the rules and staying in their house and doing that sort of stuff, that is long gone in this country. Yeah, I mean, we've already punted. I mean, and we're already have decided that we're just going to ride this thing out. It's it's too late, and I'm not even saying whether I agree or not. I'm just telling. I'm just saying how it is. So if all of these, if casinos are open and amusement <laughs> parks and malls, I could go to the mall if I want to. Uh, then then how am I supposed to get worked up because they're selling tickets to fans who have already been there for the last two months to begin with? What's the big deal? Right. You want to get mad at somebody, get mad at, you know, the entire establishment for allowing all this, you know, but yeah, you can't get mad at a company for trying to sell tickets and, and, and take, you know, they, they look around and see other places that are allowing and go, well, why not us? And I, I, I can't, can't hit them for that. I mean, I'm, if I was a businessman, I would say, oh, yeah, cool. I get it. Yeah. I, I, I've been consistent all the way through. I don't mind that they're running to begin with. Uh, I have no problem with the, with the, with the safety protocols they have in place. I feel like it's working. Um, you know, and, and I don't even have a problem with WWE running. I had some problems with the protocols they were using, obviously in the beginning, because that was a disaster, but I don't have a problem with them running now. Yeah. Finding out they weren't testing anybody for months was, that was bad. Not good. (laughs) Right. And I called them out for that. We haven't said a thing. Yeah. I haven't said a thing about them since. Cause I I mean, I don't have a problem with the Indies running. I understand that every now and then someone's going to catch the thing, but it's like, uh, you know, unless you're, if you're an advocate for total shutdown, I won't argue with you. I, that that's fine, but we're long past that point. I just have to be realistic. We're not in total shutdown. I got news. We're not shut down at all, at all. Okay. Everyone puts on their little mask and they pretend to social distance. And really, people don't even do that. Okay. You go into a grocery store. Nobody's making an effort to stay six. I mean, come on. So it's like we we punted a long time ago. So they already have the people in. Da- they've had people in Daly's place for two months. Fuck yeah, I charge them too. You know, I mean, you know, and 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 squeeze a few hundred more in there, and 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 and, 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 and you know, improve your your atmosphere, which has been lagging on their live show. Their live shows have had terrible atmosphere, to the point where they've been piping in sound, and the piped in sound sounds like shit. So, um, look, look, do I, do I think any of this is look? If we were still on a total lockdown, I'd be against it. Yeah, if they were the one, if they were the one business that said "fuck it," we don't care what the rules are. We're gonna have people at our show. Like, yeah, I call them out, but that toothpaste is long out of the tube. Yeah, you, man. you look around, and yeah, they're they're no different than anybody else. And is that right or wrong? Again, <laughs> I'm not making a judgment call. It's not my call how the country is gonna operate. It's you know, pandemic <laughs> task force and how it's gonna handle everything. Like, I, I I'm I'm long past that. But yeah, it's just like I don't know. You know, I can't. I don't know. Yeah, and if there is this, if there's another second wave or a major wave, then when we have to go backwards, then 
I mean, it is what it is. I mean, college football starting, you know, a couple of the conferences are going forward and a lot of them are letting fans in. You know, the Big 12, they're leaving it up to the local governments. And a lot of those schools are going to have 30% capacity of football games, giant outdoor stadiums. So, um, you know, it's just that that's how it is. AEW is not doing anything out of the ordinary. Um, I've seen people make the argument, well, it's Florida. And, you know, Florida is a fucking shit show. Well, yeah, maybe it is. But, um, you know, and, and maybe it would be a little more acceptable if it were another state or something. But, again, I, I don't know. I can't find it in me to get worked up about this. I just can't. Um, I don't know. I really don't. I don't care. I've said that a lot on this show. I don't care that they're selling tickets. All right. And then our final topic of the day before we uh, we depart here. Uh, Renee Young departing WWE. Uh, no exact drop dead date, but we know that uh, she'll be leaving WWE. Apparently, the word is after Summer uh, SummerSlam, so this weekend appears to be uh, her last weekend. She alerted the company last week that she was giving her notice, and she's out. So Renee Young leaving WWE, and and now it'll be interesting to see uh, where the next step is. A lot of people obviously bring up AEW. I kind of think she might be striving for a little bit more than that. Maybe ESPN, maybe like you know sports networks. Those aren't hiring all that well. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's got a nice Instagram presence. She might just decide to do YouTube shows. Who the hell knows? But either way, she has decided she's done with WWE and uh, yeah. There's been you know some some you know Dave Meltzer alluded to the fact that like. You know her, you know getting COVID and not really feeling like the response between but with the company was very good and obviously with her husband in AEW there there's there seems like there's been a lot of tension between Renee Young and WWE so there's there's no question that this seems like a a time where she's definitely taking the opportunity to leave and 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 whatever her next step is um, she's willing to take the risk that yeah I just really want to be in this company anymore so that's another one um. I've pissed off a lot of people on this show probably today. I'm going to just keep going. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah. I like Renee Young. I think she's very likable. And I think she does uh, a nice job with, uh, you know, hosting duties and things like that. And I think she's very personable. But, my God, you would think that they're losing Edward R. Murrow. <laughs> I mean, I mean Renee, Renee Young is not Walter Cronkite. Okay, can we pump the brakes on fucking Renee Young being like uh, the world's greatest broadcaster and journalist. I mean, can we calm down with this stuff? Her loss means nothing to the company. It means nothing. I hate to break that to people, and I like her. But you can get anyone to host these dopey pregame shows for the pay-per-views, okay? And she was a good host on the FS1 show, and right, I don't right. know. She was, I, I think she was the best, the, the best possible at being a robot. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, that's probably the best compliment i can give her is that she was really good at doing the wwe robot role but i mean I don't, I don't she could be easily replaced role. by just any other oh yeah like faceless robot so as far as the backstage interviews on the show any anyone literally anyone can do that no one is any better or worse than anyone when it comes to holding a mic in front of randy orton and, and so my guess this time is randy orton randy orton how do you feel after the win how do I feel, Renee? Rich, How do I feel? <laughs> yeah. Rich, you can do that tomorrow. Yeah. I'm just okay. not as hot. I'm not very hot, though. Um, you get some breast implants. You do that, that Then we're talking, what, 6K? 6K, you said? 6K. You can go do that tomorrow. So she provided no value there. Um, as a commentator on Raw, she was one of the worst people to ever commentate on Monday Night Raw. Not she good. was atrocious. She should never be allowed behind a microphone to call a pro wrestling match ever again in her life. She just isn't good at it. 
hosting the FS1 show, they don't have anyone who could do it as well as she did. The show's canceled anyway, but she was great at that because she was able to show her personality a little bit. And she was very good controlling traffic with four or five people on the set. Excellent in that role. As far as the pay-per-view pre-shows and all that stuff, I don't know. I mean, she was fine. But it's not like Charlie Caruso can't do the same thing. It means nothing. Okay? And she's talented. But these people say, oh, my God, she's, she's too good for wrestling. She needs to get a job in real sports. What do you think Renee Young is going to be doing if she gets a job in quote-unquote real sports? She's going to be doing the same thing she was doing WWE. Right, breaking up. Yeah, she'll be sitting at a desk breaking up a argument between I I, I don't even know who's there, Marcellus Whoever. Wiley and some other dude. Yeah, <laughs> is he still she's, around? Marcellus Wiley's still around. She's right? either going to host a fake argument show and do the <laughs> right. same shit that she did in WWE, okay, or she's going to be at a desk on a pregame show for a fucking NBA game and she's going to ask fucking whoever the fuck Jalen Rose. <laughs> Who has the edge today, Jayla? And that, I mean, what do you think? She, she's not like this groundbreaking fucking talent. She's okay. Up, do you think kids know who Edward R. Murrow is? No. Like, yeah, when you said that, I'm, I'm thinking about how many listeners I have that feverishly are typing in Edward R. Murrow to figure out who that is. Oh, yeah, I, I, threw, I threw in Walter Cronkite. Yeah, uh, yeah right in the morning. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I mean, and look, and again, I like Renee Young. Why are we overstating her her talents and her well, relevance? We remember the Kathy Kelly day? Oh my God, Kathy Kelly! I can't believe they're losing such a great talent again. And and the other thing I don't agree with is that they didn't utilize Renee Young properly. She did everything. What what else was there for her to do? Short of wrestling, they tried her on commentary. Okay. They put her in the best position for her, which was a, like a host or behind the desk. She did tons of that. They host, they let her host the FS1 show, which was her best role, and she did well in the role. Well, I, I would say the one the one thing I would say is is allow her to actually be what she was on Talking Smack, but as a backstage commentator. But they'll never do that. They'll never let the backstage commentator have any personality or or, or ask real questions or actually try to you know progress a story. It's just say the one word, my guest at this time, boom. And you get out of there. I think she could do a better job of that. I definitely think, you know, more more than just being the, the generic robot. But we'll never know. And that's exactly the role that they wanted to play. But you're right. They they tried her in as many different things that they possibly could. It's just yeah. Yeah, and she was great at what she's great at, and she it didn't work out with some other things. I mean, the commentary wasn't good, and I'm not trying to bang on her. It just wasn't good. No one thought it was good. Um, they didn't think it was good. They yanked her from the role. But that's okay. It's a hard. It's hard. Pro wrestling commentary is not easy. We talk about it all the time. Um. But I mean, you know, and, and I like her, but it's like, I, I, it's just so overstated. Like that day on, on Twitter was just like, so like, God, you people are really laying it on thick for someone who, you know, I, she's likable and everything, but geez, they, they, they really made it out. Like, I don't even have a comparison for you that they were losing the world's greatest fucking journalist by losing Renee Young. She's going to go, you know, work for fucking, uh, she's going to go do a studio show for the NHL hockey and do the same thing she was doing for Doug. Really? How far did it, where do they think she's going in the, in sports media? Like, what do they think she's going to do? That's, uh, that's going to be, that's, that's going to take advantage of these alleged amazing talents that she has. I don't, I don't understand what people think she's going to do. Um, is she going to end up on FS1 or ESPN hosting a fake argument show? I mean, maybe, but it's like, you know, she'll get the crack a joke or two that maybe she didn't get to do it, but it's essentially the same role. Um, you know, I think she did stand out in WWE. 
in a weird way, I'm defending her because I think she did stand out over the other interview robots. I don't know any of the other ones' names. I just don't even know who they are. I don't know the difference between any of them. I knew who Renee Young was, and I knew she did a better job than the rest. But I still don't think it's some kind of major loss. And I think uh, if she ends up in AEW, which is a very good possibility, because who wouldn't want to just fly to work with your – it's nice and easy. You fly to work once a week with your husband. You fly home. You get to spend time together, right? I think she'll do a good job there. And maybe she will get to show a little more personality when she's – and ask fucking real questions and things like that. Um, uh, you know, a more natural sounding, but I, I don't think she'll be a difference maker there or anything like that. I don't know. I, maybe I'm just grumpy today. I'm, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this entire show. Yeah, that's fine. Know, nah, we did enough to get in trouble. That's what this show is. It's right. me getting in trouble. This has been eight years of me getting in trouble. So, you know, why change now? Yeah, sometimes I got in trouble for being too positive about stuff, and now we're getting in trouble for just being too negative about everything. So The Reds lost the bottom of the ninth on a balk. Oh, I mean, I'm in a bad mood. God, really? <laughs> oh, no. You know, what do you want from me? That's Here's pretty terrible. Here was the bottom of the ninth. Are you ready? Yeah, this sounds bad. Okay. Because they were winning pretty late in the game, right? 4-2 the whole game. Listen, hit by pitch, walk, uh, a 19-bounce dribbler through the infield, a balk, <laughs> and the sacrifice fly with Oof. a two-man outfield as they were tra- – yeah. That that Oof. was the ninth inning that they lost on. So I, I'm in a mood. <laughs> Fucking mood. God. Oh boy! Well, that was it. So that's that's pro wrestling. Um, <laughs> I don't know it's not in a good place. It's Rich. not in a good place. It's not in a good place. Hey, I watched a bunch of good. Pro- I I wrote. Yeah, two. talk about that. Talk about that for a bit. Okay, so I I wrote two bouncing around Japan uh, review pieces behind the paywall, ten dollar tier. Actually, the second of which is on all price tiers. So if you uh, for as little as one dollar, you can read that. Um, uh, the, the second part of my bouncing around Japan reviews, but I'm catching up on all the July and August Puro. I'm just watching the main events and the other stuff that looks like it's important title matches, tournament matches, things of that nature. Um, and, and the main events and reviewing them behind the paywall. It's going to be probably a three or four part series. By the time I get through everything, the first two parts are up. Uh, part one is on the $10 tier, which is where you'll find all of our written content. Part two, I made available to all price tiers. So you can at least read part two. Let me give you the matches that were on, uh, on part two. Well, I'll give you both. I'll run them through. So part one, I reviewed nine matches. Uh, Daishi Hashimoto versus Yasufumi Nakanoe. There's uh, a big Japan title match. Oh, this is part two. Uh, this is the one available to all price tiers. Uh, Nakajima versus Kano for the national title. Uh, Goshi Ozaki versus Marafuji. For the uh, GHC title, Tetsuya Endo versus Yuki Ueno for the DDT open weight title, and then uh, a tag match from the Big Japan 2AW uh, joint show that drew 70 fans on July 21st. Uh, so that was part two. Anyone could read that for as little as a dollar. And uh, part one, I reviewed, uh, I won't give all nine. Uh, Yuji Okabayashi uh, versus Ayato Yoshida, the 2AW title change, where uh, Yoshida won the title. Also, the, um, the 0-1, the first round of their junior tournament. So there were a couple matches there. Big Japan tag titles, Daisuke Sekimoto and Kohei Sato versus Yuji Hino and Quiet Storm. The Big Japan junior tournament, all four of the first round matches uh, that were involved with that. 
So a bunch of good stuff. This show has been super negative. But I think of the nine matches that I reviewed in uh, part one, I think I, four of them were notebook matches, four of the nine. And then part two, I reviewed five matches, and I think I went notebook on four of the five. So if you want to hear me talk about wrestling that I liked and that I enjoyed, those two reviews are up behind the paywall, uh, Bouncing Around Japan, written edition, parts one and two. There you go. Patreon.com slash Voices of Wrestling uh, for those. So, Joe, I think we are out of time here. We're up against the clock. Um, anything else before we go? Ah, wish we had so better wrestling. Disgusted, I'm so disgusted <laughs> with this Reds game that I just I don't even want to. Yeah, well, go. You got boobs and wings waiting for you. Well, I actually have wings and, and snoring, but that's fine. You can. Uh... I'm not even in the mood to fuck. <laughs> oh come on! Oh no! I'm not. I'm oh honest. no! A balk? A balk's gonna take you away? That inning was a fucking disaster. I mean, how do you, did you hear how that inning it went? It doesn't sound very good. No, that sounds like a really, really That's bad a, inning. <laughs> go into the ninth inning with a 4-2 lead. Here, hold on. Let me make sure you, you understand how this inning went. Yeah, it sounded like okay, a hit-by-pitch. Okay. It was a walk, hit-by-pitch. I think I got it right, but hold yeah. on. So here's the bottom of the ninth for the Cardinals. Okay, you ready for this? Okay. Um, fuck is it? Uh, okay, hit by pitch. Yeah. Walk. Bad start. Dexter Fowler hits a 19 bouncer fucking earth uh, fucking worm killer through the hole. Base hit. Base is loaded. So still up two. Base is loaded. Nobody out. Yadi Molina <laughs> hits a tapper back to the mound, which would have been an easy one, two, three double play, right? Pitcher, catcher, first yeah, base. Yeah, yeah. Molina can't run. Misplayed by the pitcher, 4-3, bases still loaded. No, nobody out. So now you got nobody out, bases loaded. It's 4-3, to three, okay? They tie the game on a balk. Now it's 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> that right there is you just turn it off, and you assume you're going to lose that game. I mean, the tapper back to the mound is more frustrating than the balk. So it's 4-4. Four, four, it's second and third. There's nobody out. Strikeout, Okay. And then the next guy up hits a fucking fly ball, and there's only two outfielders because they have the five-man infield, and the game's over. So that's how the Reds lost the bomb of the night up to. <laughs> that's disgusting. Rich, a three-run homer I could deal with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, listen to that fucking inning. Doesn't sound very fun, no. And I'm sitting here watching this. I'm watching this while we're breaking down that awful Beyond Wrestling <laughs> Pinky Sanchez and Solo Darling. And and the, and this inning is just unraveling while yeah. I'm fucking watching oh, this. God, well, go get go get your wings and maybe go get your sex. Anyway, uh, that's it for the Voice Wrestling Flagship Podcast. As you said, uh, Patreon.com/slash Voices Wrestling. We're going to do a SummerSlam post show. Hopefully, if uh, internet all works out fine for us, but we'll try to do that uh, on Sunday. Uh, Voice Wrestling.com/slash Patreon, where you can get the uh, written uh, bounce around Japan. I'm finishing up the Boys of Summer series. Uh, going to do the next, I think, next two or three years. Try to get at least up to 2016 of, uh, of that series. So plenty of good content uh, up there at voiceofwrestling.com slash Patreon. Previews for all these shows, reviews for all these shows at voicesofwrestling.com. You can also join our Discord to uh, chat with us about all this stuff going on as well. Uh, voiceofwrestling.com slash Discord. So for Joe Lanza, I'm Rich Creech. See you next time on the Voice of Wrestling Flagship Podcast. Take care.